2: Signed, now well, you're, you're on our, our team Hootay, 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 Winning is our dream And welcome back to Fuck You, you. We, we Like, like the, the Bengals For kids I'm your host Alex Schubert Sitting across from me is Lloyd Johnson Lloyd Johnson The guy who I made sing Row, row, row your boat Joe Burrow edition So we yeah, so
0: We all gotta live in the You know Let out our inner child every once in a while Every
2: Cause Every, before every episode I think we spend the most time more than anything just like what song should we do for the theme song and we're just coming with like what's just what bullshit can we pull off spoiler alert next episode it's gonna be a little Luke Bryan and Lloyd made a really nasty face of me <laughs> he's still doing that right now <laughs> he's not thrilled I don't like that face man
0: my face said what it said <laughs>
2: But we uh, we spend about probably 20 minutes or so going over what the song should be, and I was just like, like "Hey, what children's song should we do? Row, row, row your boat, Joe, 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 you're signed." These I always jokes. come
0: up with something horrible that would be uh, wildly inappropriate, or
2: <laughs> it was either that or I just had sex, or rent. Yeah, that was. I mean. I mean, it's a little whimsical. I, I couldn't see you singing a whimsical song.
0: Well, I mean, for an age joke, I would.
2: <laughs> man, how are you doing this week? I'm doing all right. I'm tired of shit today, man. Yeah, we watched, uh, so I came over here to Lloyd's house. So I, I kind of crashed here. Um, but we watched, we ordered some NYPD pizza. Shout out, pretty good. Damn good. And uh, after that, I um, we watched a UFC fight. Which is my favorite. It's your Dang. thing it's my I, I, I always I've always liked UFC but I've never like been like fully able to like get into it
0: <clears throat> That's why I have to pick like how much do I try and explain like as stuff's happening I'm like yeah. see I was using the, the footwork to cut off
2: that quarter angle right there and like Alex is looking back at me kind of blank like I mean I guess I mean I'm like because UFC I'm like kind of a, a, a super casual UFC fan so neophyte. I just didn't, the what neophyte yes so I enjoy the part where they just beat the shit out of
0: each other. Right, and I'm, I'm, you know, used to do kickboxing and jiu-jitsu and all that. I I, I was real into it. So to me, I'll I'll pick apart all the technical stuff.
2: I can picture you being a bad motherfucker like ten years ago.
0: Yeah, before I got all fat and gimpy, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shit happens, and now I'm like, I'm like, jobby and simpy. (laughs) We've talked about simpy. simpy The simp and the gimp. (laughs) The simp and the gimp, that's our podcast. I like it. We're out with Fuck You Like the Bengals And with the simp and the gimp
0: Oh boy Man That'll be the MMA podcast <laughs> The
2: simp and the gimp But Blake You said Blake wants to do it I oh, am yeah. The simp and the gimp And the pimp
0: The simp, the gimp, the
2: pimp I'm down with that You get White up on every other episode <laughs> Call him the shrimp
1: I don't the want to say The
2: simp, the gimp, and the wimp Because Zach is one I was going to say shrimp Oh shrimp he talks like he, he talks like he's kind of a shrimp. He's a sweet little boy. I love that guy. And we've brought him up almost every
0: episode. for some Yes, we have. Other.
2: He's come up like the. He was a guest. He's been a guest on a few episodes. One twenty eighteen. One twenty nineteen. He's the best. And speaking of the best, um, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors, uh, Armchair Media. Um, they Andrew Stevens. He's the CEO. He's been such a fucking good dude to us, and he's. Giving us, like, the opportunity to just say our bullshit and just be an awesome person overall. Yep. Like, support, super nice, dude. Supporting people who are trying to do something, that's always a good thing to do. They support our, our friends over at the new Nasty Boys. Just they so hit me, the
0: ball with the stick
2: game. Oh, yeah. The ball, with the, stick, the ball with the stick game and the cardboard fans? Yeah. Did I tell you, I'm a, I have a cardboard cutout in Great American Ballpark this year? No. <laughs> I do. It was, uh, I'll go to the reason in just a second, but it was, like, $75. And the money goes to the Reds community fund. Ah. But you basically, you take a picture of yourself and you have, um, if you do that, they'll turn it into a cardboard cutout and they'll put it in Great American Ballpark for the duration of the season. It's fucking sick and I'm absolutely all over it. Cause I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to watch the Reds as much as I can this year.
0: I can't, I, I can't bring myself to watch baseball. I've tried, I've tried to get into it. I just, it's, I don't care.
2: It's all good. I mean, you get to watch football, and we share that common bond. We share the comedy common bond. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, But like I said, shout out to our sponsors at Armchair Media. Um, Like I said, uh, Armchair Media is the fucking best. Uh, At the end of May, Armchair Media signed off on a year-long network sponsorship deal, allowing the company to grow our podcast and video network into new local sports communities. Following the senseless murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and countless other Black community members at the hands of police officers, we want to ensure we do what we can to make a tangible impact on those communities as we grow. Armchair Media will be issuing four $500 scholarships per semester to aspiring Black creatives. If you've ever been dismissed as having an unrealistic career path, if you've ever been, if you've ever butted heads with parents or teachers because they don't recognize exactly what you want to do with your life. If you have feared to express yourself or put your work into the world due to potential backlash, we strongly encourage you to apply. We strongly encourage you to apply. We recognize that there are creatives out there who may have bypassed college to pursue other avenues, who didn't get into college because their passions didn't translate to collegiate testing, or uh, who did not have access to the financial means to play for college. This is why there are only how many, Lloyd? Three. Three requirements for eligibility. Uh, number one uh, requirement you must be a black creative. Uh, number two you must be under the age of 21 and number three you must sum, you must submit a project uh, such as graphic design, photography, writing, audio vision, audio video, journalism and creative writing or etc etc to scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. Again that is scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. It's a really cool thing. that's awesome. It's the fucking shit. And we hope people apply and we hope people make the best of it because it's a really cool thing and everyone talks about it and it's fucking great and uh, do you think do you think how much do you bet that people would um, would apply for this scholarship?
0: Well, I'm sure anyone who hears that that's that's in that position would, would love to have some someone actually just hear them and support them for a minute on yeah hey I want to do this thing that's not you know the normal career path and everybody around him probably spends a lot of time going, eh, you should probably...
1: what makes a life a good one?
2: Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend and save what you believe in every single day. So what
1: makes a life a good one
2: in the Coast Guard? We think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
1: That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah.
0: 100%. do this. You should that. Someone actually going, hey, we believe in you for what you want to do.
1: Yeah,
2: 100%. Because, like, you don't want to do this, like... Because <clears throat> like, I couldn't survive in the corporate world. I fucking suck.
0: There's I, a reason I work with animals.
2: Yeah, 100%. Like, how... If you wanted to place bets on how well I would do in the corporate world, which would be pretty terrible, do you think there's like a website you would go to? Or
0: uh, I believe there is. There
2: is. I believe there's ones that is our friends. They are our friends. You uh, would you like me to talk about our friends at Bet Online? I would. I love that. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, as sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball will soon be in full swing, which it is, and there are no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to be on. Also tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit BetOnline.ag today to check out all the odds and (coughs) up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Can We wager on
0: uh, Floyd Mayweather in a spelling contest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, how like all right, your the championship word is Pacquiao. <laughs> lloyd has got the that stupid but also kind of funny face. No,
0: it was uh, my immediate response was not okay. <laughs> he just spells out every racial slur for Because <laughs> he said a lot of racist things about Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao. God, he's such an arrogant dude. Uh, he's a guy who's amazing at something
2: and knows yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I 100% agree. He's, like, one of the best boxers of all time. He's undefeated. I mean, he might be the best defensive boxer that's ever fought. I, I don't doubt that at all. Because I remember watching the the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, and it was just like, it was a super defensive fight from the start.
0: Well, it's on Mayweather fights, and that's what's been brilliant, is, you know, I, I'll make fun of him, but I'll watch whatever fight he's in. You know, I'll watch the
2: fight. Will you pay for the pay-per-view, or will you go find somewhere that has it?
0: Of course, I pay for every fight I watch, Alex. It is it is illegal to not pay for the fights that you are watching. Thus, I pay for every fight I watch, Alex. You pay for every fight. Every and fight. You
2: are a good and legal boy. I am. You are a good. I don't even know what streaming sites are. You are good. You are simple. You are safe. Simplest safe. Simplest safe. Simplest safe. That was a really good segue. What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that's so complicated you never use it. This is exactly the type of security system SimpliSafe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that simple is safer, and it's exactly why SimpliSafe is the home security for right now, when feeling safe at home has never been more important. SimpliSafe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24-7. Order online with the click of a button. Open the box... Place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. No technician or salesperson has to come and disrupt your house. You don't need to pay an outrageous monthly fee. You don't have to pay any outrageous monthly fees to sign a two-year contract. Um, uh, SimpleSafe was named the best overall home security of 2020 by U.S. News and World uh, U.S. News and World Reports, and their 24/7. Professional monitoring and emergency dispatch starts at $0.50 cents a day. I really could have used that in Clifton.
0: I think it, what amused me right now was was thinking like they just send you all the stuff. No one has to come in your home, so it's social distancing. Yeah. And then my brain immediately went to, I wonder if the burglars would social distance if they tried to break in.
2: <laughs> all right, you go in through that window. You go in th- I'll go in through this window. Six feet, man. Six feet. Six feet. No, I remember when I looked at John, the- where's your mask? Don't say my name. Uh, Not your ski mask. Your other mask, Pedro. Where's your mask? Why, why, Pedro? I don't know, John. Because you said don't say your name. Don't say my name. No, I remember uh, a little personal story about me could, uh, needing Simple Safe. <laughs> I lived in Clifton for uh, a couple of years. Uh, well, four years, but two years I lived on near Murphy's Pub. Fucking ph- phenomenal bar. If you've ever been. Um, but I think the second night I ever lived in Clifton In that apartment I got broken into <laughs> Every video game from my childhood Not the systems thankfully But every video game I had went From age 4 To 25 Gone well, no, they, took a, they took a bag I had them in a bag I had yet to move in And they just had a bag and Or they just fucking took the bag and snuck it through my window And That's just rude it was rude, and it was dumb of me to not lock my window because I I didn't know I lit I didn't think like you live in Clifton dipshit lock your shit
0: <clears throat> yeah I live in Northside but I also live in a place that you would have to really find
2: yeah you're like s- fucking secure up here
0: yeah you're good
2: I gotta put my phone back in
0: it. <clears throat> camera yeah. outside the door yeah come with a bunch of loud ass uh, metal stairs oh yeah with people sitting on the patio downstairs
2: <laughs> at the at the Hamilton yeah. I keep forgetting that's the Hamilton right there.
0: Yeah. Such a cool fucking place. Now everybody knows where I live. (laughs) Thanks, man.
2: I mean, buy SimpliSafe. You'll be fine. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. Now, in the past, we've talked about with the Manscaped Reads how you can't use the same trimmer on your face that you use on your balls. That's just nasty. I've done that before. I feel gross. I don't feel good about it. But I'm glad the Manscaped is around so we can have just a completely different outlook on this stuff. Like the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic, blade, and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower, whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools. And it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails and style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver A testy toner that's like having a cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off uh, plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. Yeah, so we'll transition into some other stuff. Uh, so we're doing a special episode because your boy Shuby has had a lot of stuff happen. I want to talk about his jail love. My <laughs> jail love? His name is Hector. No, <clears throat> no, for and the... he sweats so nice. <laughs> he sweats so nice through his nippy-nippies.
0: What, <laughs> invader zone type shit?
2: Probably. <clears throat> So, yeah, like I said, for the first time, and I can safely talk about this because the legal process is almost over, um, but for the first time in my entire life, uh, two months ago yesterday, the first time in my life, I got arrested. You hoodlum. <laughs> my dad was pissed.
0: I do need something safe to keep out this riffraff.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I'm allowed in now that I have a fucking criminal record. So yeah, I can safely talk about this now because it was during a Black Lives Matter protest. Yep. Uh, so I was gonna tell. I'll tell the whole story. It's fucking. It was a wild night. It kind of went viral a couple times because a lot of people were like shooting videos from like inside the jail. Yeah. Um. So when I got, I, I started out. It was like seven o'clock. <laughs> I went to. I forget what the name of the park is, but it's, like, in between OTR and Clifton. There was a giant, like, giant rally. When I got there, people were, like, kneeling and holding up fists and shit. It was, like, a, uh, it was, like, it was kind of a moment of silence. And and then after the moment of silence, there were people on megaphones, which, get a microphone. Megaphone is, like, only so effective. Yeah, but you can't really carry a microphone on. Yes, you can't really carry a PA. It's <laughs> just like,
0: can we switch
2: at some point? This is heavy.
0: This is some dude with, a, with an amp on his back. Like, god
2: damn it.
0: <laughs> it's hot out here, man. Yeah,
2: so they said, like, later on, there was going to be a uh, a demonstration down at the courthouse. Because this was, like, a week after George Floyd's murder. Right. So we, uh, me and a friend of the pod, Mohammed Patel, went down there. And right as we got there... We were about a half a block from the courthouse, and I saw tear gas thrown and people running. And I was like, oh, it was like my real first experience with tear gas. So I was like, and I had no idea the effects of tear gas, like what it made you do. Yeah. And so when I thought it had cleared, I was I was walking like across the street from the court. It had not cleared up. <sighs> And I didn't realize how horrifying tear gas is. Yeah, there's, <clears throat> there's a reason most, you know, we don't even use it in war, really, anymore. Yeah, because it's too, it's, it's one of those things you can't describe until you experience it. It's like, it, it lit all of my breathing canals on fire. It's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. I've uh, I've been pepper sprayed, maced. I wasn't pepper sprayed or maced. Thank and, God. Um,
0: those suck pretty bad, and I I uh, <clears throat> and they did like the weak version of the tear gas for the ROTC program thing I was in, like the mustard, not mustard gas, but like the whatever. Mustard
2: gas was like kind of a war tactic well,
0: back in like World War One, wasn't it? Yeah, but they call them like the mustard gas test and what, like where you actually have like the sealed thing and then you lift it up and try... They do a very, very, very dumbed-down version of that for, like, ROTC people. Does that hurt? Yeah. Oh, my God.
2: Why would they do that?
0: Yeah, I mean, you have to sign up for it and have to, like... If you're under 18, you had to have, like, parents sign off, like, five fucking things to go do it. Yeah. And I don't know why, other than... It was just something to do on a a Saturday, I guess. <laughs> just get... Just inhale. And I mean, it's it's... I can't stress enough, it's not, like, the real thing. It's this super, super, super diluted version. That- oh, yeah. Because, like, all right,
2: we're going to... Yeah, it's going to be real bad. Like, we're going to give you this light version of a horrible thing. No, we're going to give you the horrible thing, and you're going to be locked in a chamber,
0: and you can't do anything. Yeah, no, they, they can't do that to, you know, normal citizens.
2: Luckily. So when I, uh... The moment I inhaled it, I was walking across uh, the street from, from the courthouse... And I felt it. I started. I inhaled. I had a mask, glasses, and gloves on for protection from all this shit. So when I, when that happened, I immediately turned around, had my hands over my face, and just fucking ran. Yeah, that's uh, probably the way to handle that. Yeah, and it's just an inst- it's it's an instinctual reaction. And then I found people that had like they had like bottles of water and they were like pouring them on my face. It felt like I was in a fucking movie. Yeah, it's gotta be a it's
0: gonna be a gnarly thing to just gonna walk into.
2: Oh, it was like I didn't expect it. I didn't know because I saw a video forever <coughs> ago of a dude who picked up a can of tear gas and threw it back at the police. So I'm like, this shit can't be that bad. It is. It is that bad.
0: Yeah, I bet. I don't. I don't want to
2: play with that game at all. So after that, we were all. That was like my. That was my only experience with tear gas. Throughout the night and I think my face only hurt for like twenty minutes after that. But I was fine after that. But that was my only experience with tear gas. So after that we were we like met up with like groups of people, we had no idea who any of them were. So we were just like like we're here for the same cause, so we're just gonna go out and fight and chant and do all this shit. We saw <laughs> like there were like cars like honking their horns and I saw I have a video of one car like doing I, w- I don't wanna say donuts, they're like driving in a circle. Just around, uh, I wanna say Liberty in OTR. There's driving on Liberty Street, just doing random shit. And we were just all chanting. We were all like, cop cars would occasionally like drive up and scare us while we were chanting. And it would like split us up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm just like screaming, like, stay together. <laughs> stay together. And like me, my dumb face leading the pack. But we were like, so every time we would run from, um, police, I thought it was because they were they were going to throw tear gas again. But no, they were like, taking people in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What a curfew they, did, they announced like that night. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, it was a... Uh, so, what happened was, the moment we were taken in, there was one car, one cop car, we were like, running through alleyways. One cop car came and we avoided that alleyway. Then another cop car came and we avoided that alleyway it's like oh shit we're just running back on the street now and um when I ran out back out on the street like kind of like the normal city I heard a phrase that I have heard many many times on TV and this for the first time in person and at me get on the ground and I was like oh, I know what that means yep. and I dropped and they put uh Like, zip tie cuffs on me. Yeah. And we were just sitting there for about, I want to say like a half hour. Well, it was we were taken in by the SWAT team. Yeah. And I don't know how we were, uh, I don't know why they needed the SWAT team for us dipshits. Because you're such a threat. Yeah, we were such a peaceful threat. Because they took in like, I want to say I was arrested with like 12 people. And they took us in and... It was like a fucking game to them. Yeah. They were just like, let's catch as many as we can. Whoever catches the most fucking wins. And when I was, I was hanging with like 12 people and when I I was from the street to the jail, I was put in a paddy wagon. You ever been in a paddy wagon before?
0: Uh, no.
2: It is the tiniest seat, the tightest seat I have ever sat in. Like you got your hands behind your back. You have like, this much room combined on both sides, like, just about, give or take, eight inches of room. You have no room to, like, wiggle or do anything. It was it was very uncomfortable. I mean, I sound very stupid complaining about, like, first world problems. Like, I didn't have much room to sit.
0: Well, no, I mean, you're just telling the story of what happened, man.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I was like, thankfully the ride to the jail wasn't long. But they had us all outside of the jail... There was like a, a courtyard area per se. It was a concrete area. They lined us up. Like we were all in rows, hands behind our backs, kneeling or sitting and there were people saying like I need to piss real bad. Thankfully I didn't have to. So they had us all kneel. We were uh, I was taken in with a couple friends of the pod, Muhammad Patel and Connor Lochran. They're both comics, they're both funny dudes, they're both good dudes and hoodlums. <laughs> hoodlums. They are they are now hoodlums. So I was outside for a good, I want to say four, four and a half hours. Because they were, they t- they took in over 300 people that night.
0: Yeah, I, the next morning my whole, like every social media, everything I had was just covered with people like, oh, I just got home.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I oh. was, we were all, I was outside for about four hours because they were processing people one by one by one and thankfully i was one of the first people taken in so it wasn't like exhaustingly long it was from outside to i think like a processing photo or something like that you had that and then they took like pretty much everything from you they gave, they t- the only thing you were allowed to take in was the clothes on your back and they gave you a, f- a pair of flip-flops which i still have I walked out of the jail with those, and then they took us to like another holding cell, which I was with with a group of, they also took my mask which. bullshit. Yeah, that's dumb. I, I forgot to ask if I could like wear my mask. I should have in retrospect. And if they said no, I'm like, that sucks. could That yeah, could have been, a- been an extra talking oh. point. So they took us to like another, uh, like another holding cell. I was there about an hour, I'll say. And then we went from that holding cell to the phone call room, which um, uh, I've seen that you get one phone call and then you're good. I got one phone call every 20 minutes, which is fun, for, uh, which is good for me, but bad for the people that I called because <laughs> I made a lot of phone calls. I made about five phone calls to friend of the pod, Rachel Laswell. Just one of the sweetest human beings I could ever, ever meet. Yeah, she uh she seemed like she
0: was working her ass off during all of that trying to make sure. I'm everybody... gonna
2: Venmo her and she and my my dear mother, Deb Schuber, posted my bail. Because when she when she found out she was like she's kinda pissed, but like she was like, You're fighting for a good cause. Yeah. But um My the phone call with my dad was like kind of the worst because I work for my dad right now. And I literally had to tell him, I was calling him. I had to tell him, like, hey, I'm, I'm in jail, so I'm not going to be able to work today. And he was just, like, he was pissed off. Like, you're not going to be able to find a good job. You're. It was just a bunch of bullshit. And he was, like, I had my coworkers tell me, like, he was, like, visibly shaken from all this. Like, my son's a convict now. You rebel. I am a rebel. So I spent a good probably four hours in the phone call room, just waiting and doing absolutely nothing. I'm just looking around, watching people that walked in after me, leave before me. And then I was taken to uh, the mugshot room. It was mugshots and fingerprints. And then after that, that was a quick process, thank God after that, I was taken to one last holding cell. I was in there about, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ballpark, like, two, three hours. And I was told that I could go, and that my mother had posted my bail, which uh, I found out you cannot post your own bail. Yeah, that's, that's always been baffling to me. I kind of get it in a way, because I'm... if you're, like, a millionaire that gets arrested and your bail is set at, like, $2 million, but, like, say you're, like, fucking Jeffrey Epstein, he was a fucking billionaire. Like your bail is set at two million dollars. All right, let's see what I have in my pocket.
0: Right, but it's not like someone else. You don't have someone else that <clears throat> could do it.
2: I mean, yeah. My mom posted it because, like I said, you can't post your bail. It was like a, it was 150 bucks, which is not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. It was like 100 dollars. It was 100 dollars for bail and like a processing fee or some shit. Yeah, and then. When I was let out, the biggest surprise, and I didn't expect this, but in retrospect, I probably should have, I walked out, and there was a crowd cheering, everyone that walked out. And I walked out, I feel kind of weird about this, when I walked out and heard the crowd cheering, I just walked out with this mantra of like, oh, stop it. This is what good comics feel like. <laughs> I was like, it's like they were cheering, like, oh, do I do five minutes now, do I... Did I do something real good? And it was super nice. I, I grabbed a bottle of water and ran into a couple friends, Bridget Denman, and again, Rachel Laswell. They were super nice and super helpful. And my mom picked me up and we drove home. And the first thing I did was just pass out. I was right. so tired. I didn't get a... I got probably a grand total of five minutes of sleep that night. <clears throat> and when I woke up, when I woke up after, like, that initial, like... The initial nap after jail. Like, you know, like, when you, like, lean up? It took effort to lean up. I was like...
1: Yeah,
2: that's I was my like, every day. Oh. It was, like... It was something special after that. And then... So the next day I had a court appearance. I told my dad, like, I got a court appearance because I'm a convict now. And... A bunch of the people that we were with in the jail that night, we were, we were like, we were strangers 36 hours prior. Yeah. And now it's like, hey, dude, what's up? Good to see you. You're the shit. It was awesome. It feels weird. It's like, it felt like kind of a reunion in a way.
0: Yeah. I mean, a bunch of people went through something together.
2: Yeah. And we were all, uh, we all pled uh, not guilty. Ever, Because it was like, it was going to back up the court for such a fucking petty thing. The charge was misconduct at an emergency, which is such horseshit. Yeah. But I say I um I say all this because, uh, the episode this episode drops tomorrow, May third, uh, Friday, or May third. Wow. Three. Um, we're dropping it three months ago, Lloyd. How does that feel? Magic. Um, but it's coming out August third, August seventh, which is the Friday. I'm going to go with my attorney uh, to get the charges dropped. Yeah. You're at, you're at the freezer right now getting nice. But we're getting, the, we're getting the charges dropped, and he called me and said, the one stipulation <coughs> to getting the charges dropped was you have to sign a waiver promising that you won't sue the city for mistreatment <coughs> while in jail.
0: That's so dumb.
2: It is, because I had no plans to. Because... A lot of people, because when I was in jail, I was only in the loop that was going on in my immediate area. I had no idea that there were people left outside for 12 hours. Yeah, yeah. There there definitely are some people that should have the right to. Yeah, like there were people, like. There were people that didn't get bathroom privileges. Like there was a chant of, like, there were people that didn't get food, water, shelter, blankets, bathroom privileges, like anything like that. And people were like, there's going to be a class action lawsuit, and I think they're going to put a shit ton of names on it, and I'm like, that'd be nice, but I got a letter from in the mail from the Ohio Department of Education, because I sub-teach part-time, and they said that my license is in jeopardy, because I'm, quote, I may have engaged in conduct unbecoming of someone in the teaching profession, which, if it was classroom-related, I would have heard about it much sooner. Yeah, but probably I don't, don't
0: wait till July for that. Yeah,
2: exactly. Because schools haven't been open since August. Or since, no, I'm sorry, March. <laughs> wow, I'm really fucking up my months right now.
0: He thinks it's October right now. It's fine.
2: It is. <laughs> it's not?
0: No. What month is it? Um, uh, Oktoberfest?
2: Cool! Toyotathon. No, it's Toyota Toyotathon. Toyotathon. <laughs> Daniel Tosh the that joke where he's like, let's add on like extra months of the year, like, Rectober and Toyotathon. Yeah. Very people don't realize because he's been in such a he's been like so typecast as as uh, the guy from Tosh.0, people forget he's a very funny comic. He's amazing comic. He's so funny. His Premium Blend set was fucking hilarious. Yeah,
0: that's I remember seeing that way way back and being like, this kid right here, I'm 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 on on board. And then he's so uh, funny. No, he had Ger- Gerard Carmichael opening for him. Yeah, early. the June Gloom tour. I went to that
2: show. It was at the <coughs> it was at the Aronoff.
0: Yeah, if you can have Gerard Carmichael like as your feature, you're good. Yeah. Oh, he killed. Gerard's a monster. So funny. His um, his uh his, um, that special love at the store on HBO. I'm I haven't seen. I've watched it a dozen times.
2: The only HBO special I've ever seen was a Tell's half hour. He ripped that half hour, of course. Is a Tell? Yeah, he's the he's to me he's the best blue comic there is. I
0: don't like the blue
2: comic, just comic. Yeah, like I don't think of Regan as a clean comic. I think of Regan as a comic who happens to be clean. Right. I don't. I don't ever do
0: the blue cl- comic, clean comic. I don't.
2: Yeah, you're just a funny comic. Just we don't notice it. You are just unless you like make a point like I'm a clean comic and I'm clean, but you're like less. Quit picking on White Cuff. Wyckoff's funny. Yeah. No. But if you're another comic where you're just like, I am marketed as a clean comic, like you're not gonna be offended by what I say.
0: Bet you're a blast at parties.
2: <laughs> you're like, oh, we can see this guy and not be offended. You want to see a guy and laugh? Yeah, I don't
0: care. I'm, I'm more or less unoffendable, I believe.
2: Yeah. Like we discussed you this can't a like last we night. discussed this a little bit last night. You can't offend me. <clears throat> so to me, it's.
0: Say the funniest thing
2: Yeah It's why you Because you and Your daughter Lily Who's like a legend Of the podcast now <laughs> You say You said that you got uh, You guys bond Over Hating things Yeah just
0: Or just Not even hating Shitting things, on just, things Yeah just saying the funniest thing In the moment
2: Because <laughs> you said You wouldn't punish your kids If what the offense was Was funny Yeah that's how I grew up If it's funny You're not in trouble <laughs> I love that I'm going to get, if I, God forbid, ever get married someday, I'm going to be like, if, (laughs) I feel like I'm going to marry the kind of girl that would hate that. (laughs) I'm going to be the, so you're saying is your first wife isn't going to approve? (laughs) The second wife, it's like she's fresh off a divorce. She's a, I want to be the fun asshole dad. Yeah, that's. Because the, they're not
0: bad people. No. I I mean, look, my kid turned out great, despite. (laughs) <laughs>
2: despite everything,
0: despite all things considered, yeah, she you know, graduated from school a year early. Top of her fucking class, She's,
2: she rules. Yeah, she She's read. Funny. She read uh, boner chew ads. Yeah,
0: blue chew ads on our podcast
2: for uh, for Sims money
0: and stared me in my face as she did it. <laughs>
2: The entire, there were like three people in the room and they were all red faced as she was
0: doing it. She looks at me like, it says add personal story. Do you want me to add a personal story to this dad? <laughs> I'd rather you didn't.
2: <laughs> no, I'd rather you, I'd rather you not.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. but, but, again, comedy is happening again. And Forgive me guys, I got the allergies going on. You got the allergies and the asthma?
0: <clears throat> My eyeballs have been on fire since about like six o'clock yesterday. Fuck, dude. Like I, feel, I, I want to scratch, them. I want to physically scratch my eyeballs right now, <laughs> but uh, I know how bad that hurts, so I'm not doing yeah. that. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, I'm... You're a sick boy. I'm dumb.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, comedy's happening again. We were talking about comedy. Um, we we're, uh, we're trying to figure out how to do it. I've done two shows since the shutdown began. One was a guest spot at Wileys for Rand Barnicle. That set. That set was. Uh, it's weird that comedy is happening so infrequently that you can like, in full detail, describe individual sets. Yeah. Because like this set, I was like, I was nervous as I was going up because it's the first time I had gone up in over four months. So I I, I had two bits that I would never really told before. They did okay. Uh, I still gotta, like, flesh it out. Which is, it's hard to flesh out bits when when you haven't, really done them in a while. When you haven't done stand-up in a while, and when you do it infrequently. Because, like, the benefit of, like, when, of the pre-pandemic, like, when I went to New York, I would do four sets in a night. I would do four sets in a night, just, I could have a joke down pat. Right, which, the repetition of
0: doing it is part of what seems to sharpen it for everybody so yeah just
2: repeating bits and figuring out what tag goes where and and all that shit like that where to tighten up the wording where to where to let it And to, for a second. cause you can do like in New York you can do like 15 sets if you if you dick around if you if you're lazy you can do 15 sets in a week yeah but like now it's like I'm doing I'm gonna probably be on a consistent basis three sets a month yeah it's gonna blow, so I can't tighten jokes. I'll have jokes I've only told three times, but I'll, I'll have had them for a month. It's it's gonna be brutal. But um, so when I got up for Ranset set for when I got my rant show, I was nerve. I was kind of nervous because first of all, I was opening with a joke that I had never told before, and it did kind of okay. I, I liked it because I talked about having COVID, so it and the joke did okay. But then I went until. Um, once I told jokes like my Guitar Hero story, have it down pat. Dirty Talk joke, have it down pat. My Sex Noises at the Gym joke, I don't know if you've heard that, have it down pat. But my other jokes, I'm just like, I'm trying to figure out how to fit them in. And I'm like looking down at my notes while I'm holding the microphone. It's like, it's painfully obvious. But I think people were happy just to. Oh, yeah. And Wiley's has always been a good club. They've always been good to me. They're... They were good. Like,
0: I always think the crowds there are really like. They're into it. Oh, yeah. Like, every time I've been up there, it's, it really does seem like the crowds are into into the show.
2: Like Go Bananas. Yeah. Like, Go Bananas, you go there and you murder. And Wiley's is, like, kind of the same way because I, I, I want to go up and do their... Because uh, I was supposed to headline their uh, um, their Sunday comic show, which is the pro-am, in April. Last April. Yeah. This previous April. um But I couldn't do it because of COVID. So I'm just like... Damn it! I gotta start all over again and be it's it's hard to like figure out a consistency when you're only going up three times a month. Like you really gotta you really gotta figure shit out, and it sucks. I will say, like some of the
0: comics I've run into here and there are a little more willing now to kind of try a bit on you. (laughs) (laughs) Like I know that that used to be like a hard like don't run bits on people. And uh, there's a couple times I've run across people, and I'll, I'll catch like the hints of like. Oh, you're you're seeing where to the where I'm reacting to your bit Cause they, they <laughs> because because we
2: don't have much opportunity,
0: like we can't go to an open mic. Yeah, and they just want to sharpen it up. So I have no problem with it. I'm not like, oh, this is bad or anything. But yeah, I've definitely noticed like that that thing that used to be like very don't do this people is like like they almost have that look like don't get mad. I'm just I gotta get something.
2: Like, I, I need I need a vice, man. Um, see. Yeah, and like, I and I'd even be more willing to hear shit out. Reds just won four to nothing, so they sweep the doubleheader. Happy about that. So um, yeah, i be, I'd be, even I'd be more willing to like hear a bit from someone, like because I'm like, can I please run this shit by you? Please. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel
0: like the first week uh, of like normalcy, whatever that would be or look like. There's gonna be a whole lot of like people before shows. Like, what about this? What about that? Like, I feel like there's gonna be a lot more of that than there ever was. It's
2: gonna. It's. I don't think it's gonna be. <coughs> I don't think it's gonna be normal at the snap of a finger. It's gonna be very slow, very gradual, because Americans are so stupid that what's gonna make everything normal again is a vaccine.
0: Yeah, I saw. I saw a tweet today that amused me to no end. It was like, "What have you learned since COVID nineteen started?" And this girl, I think she's like 19, she was like, oh, I learned that the USA is a third world country in a Gucci, Gucci belt.
2: <laughs> I was like, damn, that is... Uh, that is so good. Because other countries, they followed social distancing orders, they've worn masks, and now they're fine. Yeah, one of my favorite memes is the uh, it's the
0: Lord of the Rings meme, and he's like, New Zealand, how did you guys get rid of COVID altogether? It's like, we listen to our scientists, and then it goes, like, you know, USA. All right, keep your secrets then. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's an easy
2: roadmap, but. Uh, I saw this one. I'll have to pull it up. But I saw this one uh, um, a few days ago. Uh, I put it on my Instagram story. Uh, but it's the guy riding the bike. Yeah. It said, people complaining about COVID shutdowns. And refusing to wear a mask when business is reopened and he puts the stick in his wheel and he falls over and when he's followed, fallen over he says, why are these dictator governors shutting us down again? Yeah. It's the fucking perfect point to make.
0: Uh, there was, uh... I saw... I, I heard one of the dumbest statements I've ever heard a human being say and I'm not going to say who said it because they might actually... It's someone I know from uh, work situation. Okay. Kind of. But, uh... Yeah, like, in a roundabout way, almost ended up trying to blame Obama for this, which that was, like, it was, you could tell it was just, like, such a stretch of, like, I think he's smart enough to know that that same idea he had, that same attitude he has of, I'm not wearing a fucking mask, this is dumb, impressive bullshit, is, like, what led to this being worse and worse as it goes along. So it seems like almost he has to reach further and further
2: for like a, a an excuse to. It's to the point where it's not just irrational; it's just illogical. Right. Like, yeah. like he knows, like I'm, uh, this is a weird segue, but he has been killing it during quarantine. Who's said a lot of, who's made fun of a lot of those people? Friend of the pod, Indianapolis comedian Brent Terhune god damn it he's so good he's so good He's he plays this conservative character who <clears throat> contradicts himself constantly <clears throat> I've, I played some of those for my mom I played one for. I sent one to my mom and she's like that was so good cause my mom's from Alabama
0: <laughs> and like I see some of her friends and relatives commenting on shit she posts and it's like wow they're I mean they basically are that character a lot of
2: Brent Terhune motherfuckers yeah
0: like He does it so well that there's some of them that I've almost sent him one or two screenshots of, like, hey, look, this is a real conversation that was had. And it, because it almost seems like a parody of his character.
2: Yeah. Colin Crapper, dick. (laughs) God. He's
0: so fucking good, man. He's
2: nailing it. So good. And I've known him for years. I don't want to fucking name drop, but god damn it. It's like our friend who even, who I've known since I, Basically, since I started comedy, is going viral. Yeah, he's, and and for good reason. I mean, he should be. It's 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 that good. It got to the point where he was retweeted by Chad Johnson. Yeah, yeah I'm just like, I sent that to Billy, our f- friend of the pod, Billy, Where I was like, Are you fucking kidding me right now? Brenter Hume got retweeted by Chad Johnson, and I think Chad comedy "Is like, I think I think Brent's a little mad." It was. It's been so good. And he's been fucking crashing it. So if you've never seen Brent's in videos, uh, he was on a podcast with uh, Ken Jeong <coughs> and uh, another guy from Community. I want to say Joel McHale. I don't remember which one
0: it was, but I do vaguely remember seeing it.
2: He's been going. He, it's just been. He's been blowing up.
0: Yeah, and uh, well, so well deserved.
2: He's been he's been a fucking funny comic for years, but the strange thing is with Brent, he's also been staying like. Grounded to his roots Like he's not like Doing theater shows He's not doing like He's not doing arenas He's not doing theaters He's like Doing open mics Doing clubs He's like Still centered in Indianapolis Yeah And I mean But All props to him Because it's, it's Been so good It's been amazing Look up Brent Turhune On Facebook It came up with a new term You got Terhuned Yeah When you don't realize The satire Of a guy pretending to be a conservative who contradicts himself constantly, and and
0: just but it's so clever, it's so well done. You know what I mean, it's not it's not super heavy handed to where it's like you could be fooled by it. Yeah, like it's almost like uh, have you ever listened to uh, Time Suck with Dan Cummins?
2: That's a big uh, Phil. Point is a big fan of that, but I have not.
0: I, lo- I love it. Hail Nimrod, uh, <clears throat> but he has a thing, a tendency like when he's going down a list, like uh, he'll learn. About a subject all week. And then do a podcast about it. Oh, uh,
2: I yeah. Phyllis told me about this. And it's,
0: it's very, very good. It, he does it very well. Like you can tell he has just that curious brain. He's really into it. But he has yeah. this thing he does every episode. Where he'll be going down. Like, uh, let's say he's talking about, <clears throat> you know, the you know the the Green Hills murderer or Green Hills killer or whatever he'll be like oh he was raised in blah 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 and this was you know he went to this school he did this he sold his left testicle to the mafia at age 17 blah 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 wow like, he'll throw shit in there as if it's real and because then, like but, but it'll sound it'll be just enough off where you're like what the fuck and uh every week someone writes in like dude you had me on that one like cause he'll, at the end he'll be like I'm just kidding that wasn't that part wasn't real <laughs> But if you, like, if he gives it long enough, you know there's a lot of people that are like, like, he did one about, uh I can't remember, one of it not too long ago, but he, he literally said that the guy had, like, a, a conjoined twin. Okay. That also got charged for the crimes he committed. <laughs> and there were, like, five people that wrote in, like, I got so wrapped up in thinking about that that I missed the part where you said it wasn't real. Yep. And same kind of, like, if you do that kind of, like, parody joke subtle enough and well enough, it can really... It can really hit. And Brent, he's done so good with that. Like, yeah. he does that parody character so well, and I've met... Because he's been doing it for,
2: for three years now.
0: Right, but I, I, you know, growing up in Alabama, I've met that guy. Yeah. So when he does it, it's like, oh, you know my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you're just parroting what he said the other day in his truck on Facebook.
2: And he's got the look for it. Yeah, he does. Like, he's buying... Like, he has MAGA hats in his credit card history. Yeah. He has Mike Pence shirts in his credit card history. He has fucking flags in his credit card history. But he's doing it for such a good thing. It's amazing what he does.
0: He's... I can't recommend it enough. If you haven't seen any of them... I don't know if we can have a link to something added to the show notes or something, but...
2: If not, look him up. It's... If he's there, if he's in Cincinnati, because I think he's a big uh, NFL fan, too, because he, he used to talk about... I think it started with Colin Kaepernick. Well, maybe we can get him on here. That was what I was actually kind of alluding to, was we could get Brent Terkewin on the podcast and have him write... I mean, I don't want to make him write joke after joke after joke, because he's like... Is it weird to say that Brent's like kind of a big shot now? No, I mean...
0: It definitely got some traction. Definitely got, uh, I
2: mean, how many of those videos have you seen that have? I saw one on Reddit get like over 70,000 upvotes. Yeah, that's
0: that's kind of a big shot thing. It's a
2: huge big shot thing. And one thing I forgot to allude to, to my uh, getting arrested, speaking of Reddit, was a few days after that I uh, did an AMA on Reddit that got 37,000 upvotes. And um, it made me realize that I never want to do an AMA again. <laughs> because I was literally answering questions for five hours straight. How big's your dick? What? <laughs> so I got I got so many fucking nasty messages after that. I got like... Because in the title I talked about like how people went without food, water, or shelter for several hours. People thought I was a bitch. I was never complaining about my shit.
0: Well, you can't... That's, I mean, that's the... That's a problem with anything. Like anyone posts anything, someone's gonna take what they're saying, and yeah. through their own little dummy filter, and just come back with a a, a a misinterpretation or, yeah, intentionally you know obscure the view to the point intentionally
2: that they, misreading it so it it could make them feel about it, better about their side, right? But then, like one of my favorite messages I got was just it was a comment saying, "Why are you a piece of shit." Just straight up, that was the question. Like, because that's. uh, Your mom shit me out, and that's where I came from. And one person asked, um, one of the first questions I was asked was, What did you steal? And I said, Hearts all over America. And it was pretty. It was. The
0: dryness from all the panties in the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Heartthrob
0: Alex over here got a bad boy side now, y'all.
2: Yeah, I got a fucking tattoo now. I got a little, little tattoo now. I don't, I don't agree with tattooing. Yeah, I, I think like I see you as kind of a conservative
0: fella. Yeah, I don't... I, I mean, that's on your skin forever, right? Yeah, I know. It's so weird who would do that. Why, why
2: would anyone ever do that? I don't know. It's gross. <laughs> it is gross. But you know it's not gross? BetOnline.com. BetOnline.com. Bet on, actually, BetOnline.ag. Oh, yep. Yeah, you're right. dot BetOnline.ag. Uh, Because as sports keep coming back, so is your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball will soon be in full swing, and there are no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to be on. Also tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. There's an hour and a half video of him spelling cubic zirconia. (laughs) (laughs) See, as in come to the fight with me versus Manny Pacquiao, where I'm going to play defense. I'm the best boxer of all time, man.
0: I'm the best boxer of all time. I mean, you know, you, you can say it when you... When you have the argument to back it up. Yeah. I'll tell you what, special uh if you if you <sighs> want to bet on fights, hit me up. Last night I went I, I was wrong on one fight. Really? Did you win any money? No, I didn't bet. I'm just saying like one of my picks last night. Okay. Jojo was the only one I was wrong on.
2: Yeah. And she's the girl you said that talks like in the Swede like Swedish
0: yeah, she accent. Just, this, no, she's uh Scottish and Scottish. she just has the tiniest little voice. Like uh I don't know if you watched Animaniacs or like little sneezer from Animaniacs. Oh, I don't think so. She has just this adorable, tiny little voice, and then goes out there and just punts bitches' heads across the fucking octagon. Like she's so unassuming and so so much fun. Like if you heard her talk or watched her in an interview. Like her shoulders go up; she's all
2: nervous. <laughs> it's and almost then, like she's an anime character.
0: Yeah, and then she comes out and just annihilates people, and it's fascinating to me. I, I love it's her. Like today. Jojo and Hyde. Yeah, it's Joanne Calderwood is uh, she's one of my favorites in, in the. I, I'm I'm sad she won't be getting her
2: title fight now because her and Valentina Shevchenko would be such a good, match-up. yeah. Is, isn't she the one that you said was like yeah. quarantining? Valentina, is it? Yeah, she's quarantining super hard, so or she's yeah. basically keeping her title.
0: Yeah, well, she also has an injury that. Yeah, you know, I mean, like she's just, she's not pushing anything. Yeah, which if you're the champ, recover. Why? Yeah, you would. You want to be it. Uh, you want to be uh, in your best shape for a title bout. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't take any chances. So I get it. Yeah. Valentina is a very, very Don't smart take
2: any chances, especially when you have the, the belt.
0: Yeah, Valentina is a very very smart lady. She speaks like four languages fluently. Yeah. She's lived in, you know, nine different countries. She's just an interesting It's brilliant. Uh, and just a brutal
2: brutal fucking knockout artist. Oh, but, I love it. The Armbar people. I think the the one the one uh, fight between women uh, didn't that end by an armbar?
0: Yeah, that was the JoJo fight. That's right. Uh, Jennifer Maya, who she was fighting, is very very impressive. But the matchups, I think, I like the matchups of JoJo with the other people at the top of the division a lot better. I think. Yeah. I think that just makes better fights. But you know, Jennifer Jennifer Maya went in there and she won, and she's I think she's won four in a row now. She's. She's legit. Killing it. You know, I mean, JoJo didn't have to take that fight. She had the title, like, she had the next title fight if she wanted it. And, you know, I was telling Alex last night, one of the comments she said that I loved was people were like, yo, you're, you know, you're risking a title fight. She's like, well, if I lose, then I don't deserve the title fight, do I?
2: Fuck yeah. That's a
0: fighter. Like,
2: (laughs) it's, it's like, they're the people with the competitive edge.
0: Yeah. She just... Like if you
2: want to, if you want to be the best, you got to beat everybody. You don't take, you don't take shortcuts. You got to beat fucking everybody.
0: And uh, yeah, I last night I, I that was the only one I had wrong. I mean, literally on the entire card from prelims on through, that was the only one I had wrong. It's fun to watch. Yeah, but yeah, I, I do remember like trying to like I'd get too technical, and I realized like, okay, I'm going. You're trying, getting
2: really technical with a casual UFC fan. Yeah,
0: and I'm trying to like back up to like the middle ground because I do, I really do want you to like
2: enjoy it and get into it. I lo- I'd love to, because I always enjoy just watching people. I mean, because we're we're um, we're football fans too, and we enjoy like watching people just like get laid out
0: and. Oh, yeah. like people who watch football with me go, okay, man. Like more than once, I've had people like, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, look, now they're you know now they're sheltering the corners under the safeties because the. The line's not giving him enough time. <laughs> like you know, I mean, I, like I always want—I I always want to see the parts of how everyone's adjusting do it. Like that's my favorite part.
2: Yeah. Just making like just making second half adjustments, and that's what Marvin refused to do. Or just seeing how players, you know, <clears throat> you're
0: know, watching, uh, like watching Revis trying to shut down a, 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 a wide receiver that could beat him on technical stuff.
2: Just like with route uh,
0: running and shit. Yeah, like he, like you know guys like Chad Johnson who ran such impeccable clean, routes, like ran such clean routes, so perfect. Whatever, they weren't beating you on speed, they weren't beating you on freak athleticism. They were beating you because they were that good. Yeah, and then you couldn't be a shutdown corner against those guys. That like watching anyone cover Calvin Johnson was fascinating to me. Like, what do you do with that? You can't. Yeah, you know I mean, like you have to have another guy. You have to have someone else over. But there. I remember
2: like watching Chad's highlight reels, and he when he was running his routes, he was hyper focused. <laughs>
0: yeah, and he couldn't even
2: like he could barely explain to you what he was doing. He just knew it. Yeah, he, he knew just how knew how what he it. was doing. He was hyper focused on what he was doing, and whether it was it was main it was, it was Carson Palmer. And Carson Palmer, with his fucking cannon of an arm, would just hit him on like a go route or hit him on a, a fucking slant. He, he knew what he was doing, and he could make like that, like just that sharp turn.
0: Yeah, I mean Jack could. He had like the Barry Sanders ankles. That's what I call him because yeah, no one in history's ever been able to make cuts like Barry Sanders. Is the best at making like a on-the-dime cut. I'd argue that point with anyone alive.
2: I my number two for that cut. College Reggie Bush.
0: I would only argue that on the routes, like the way he ran,
2: they were made to have cuts built in. Yeah. <clears throat> so well, like Barry Sanders, when he had the ball, he was just like juke people and just run. He was like a fucking joystick. Right.
0: What I'm saying was, with
2: his, it wasn't
0: like it wasn't planned in. His would be like a straight ahead run, and all of a sudden he's on the other hash marks, and then back to the others, and yeah, like he extended plays. That weren't planned to be, you know, like he'd have something that's supposed to be just a three three yard run to get a first down, and then just could cut people up that well. That's what always impressed me about him. That's kind of what Manzella did in college. Yeah, Uh, and that instinct is just—it's just not something. There's no teaching someone that. That's you have it, you don't. You.
2: Yeah, it was. uh, I think it might have been Belichick, but he called that he called Manzella recess quarterback. Yeah, it's like just juking people and. Um, going crazy and shit. Who was, uh, I think Andy
0: Reid said that he was, uh, it was, uh, the, the longest yard. Or no, no, he wasn't talking about, uh, he was talking about someone else. He was talking about, uh, Ramsey, maybe.
2: Ramsey? Not Ramsey. Oh,
0: fuck. I'm trying to remember who it was now. And my, my brain's NFL
2: player? It. Longest yard player?
0: No, he called it like a youngest... He said it's like the longest yard play. Anytime that guy rolls out, and I can't think of who it was he was talking about. The one name that's jumping out at me is Randall Cunningham. And, I mean, it was it was someone very contemporary, someone recently. Oh, it's got to be Mahomes. It might have been. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it. it might have been. But he's like when it roll when he roll when he rolls out, it's kind of like that young longest yard play, like. Where everyone's just like, well, we'll dick around and see what happens. Like, he gets out and then it's just, there's no planning for
2: what to do once he gets out, I guess. Yeah, you just got, because, like, Mahomes is so good at that, because he he could roll out. And he also has the benefit of having Tyreek Hale, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman in a pinch. Yeah. He's got the benefit of having fucking speedsters and possession guys. He's, he's arguably one of the best, probably the best receiver core in the NFL.
0: Yeah, and I mean, what a fun thing to watch when it all comes together. Huh? It
2: really is. And speaking of people who say that they have the best receiver cores in the NFL, <coughs> one guy that said his receiver core could be the best guy, one of the best cores in the NFL was a guy that was recently signed to a rookie contract. Who might that be? Lloyd Johnson. Uh. Uh. Archie Manning. Good guess, Archie Manning. Am I right? You're not. I'm not right. God damn it. It's on the paper, motherfucker. I'm so dumb. You're so dumb. Nap it. <laughs> it was... Uh, it's Joe... It's... Uh, Joey Jackass. Jo- or, uh, Joseph Lee Burrow.
0: Yeah, Burrow. That's
2: it. His contract, he just signed his rookie contract, uh, I believe, on s- Friday or Saturday. It was four years...
0: 36.19. 36.19 mil.
2: Uh, I believe around 20... Th- it was fully guaranteed. With a 23.9 signing bonus? Yep, something like that. And he just came out and not said... Not a
0: bad bit of scratch,
2: my friend. Not a bad scratch. And he came out and said that he's not going to spend any of his contract money. Okay. He said he's... I think um, Gronk did the same thing. Where he's not spending any of his contract <clears throat> money. He's just, That's because Gronk can't count. <laughs> Matt Bronger had a great bit about how Gronk is so magnificently dumb. He's, you know,
0: he's intentionally dumb. There's a difference. But yeah, I know the bit you talk talking about. That's a fucking
2: good. It's bit. so good. It, it was on his most recent. I forget what that was. Most recent album was called, but it was so fucking good. Like he was on a dating show, where he said, uh, "What do you like in a woman, Rob? I like Asians. <laughs> what do you like in a woman, Rob? Me." i like oh. me and them i, like I put wish, me and them i like i would i wish that the podcast network could know the face that you just made at me <laughs> <laughs> you were just and like me
0: <sighs> hey, that's my gronk face
2: god damn it's it. my big dumb gronk face me <laughs> i want
0: me and them i want to put my part in their part oh my god okay gronk
2: but stop. Burrow, the difference between burrow and gronk is iq Burrow, well, First of all, Gronk's a beast of a human being. Because you just say the name Gronk, and you just know you're dealing with a guy that's 6'5", 270. If I want someone to help me take my SATs,
0: bro. If I want yeah. someone to help me in a bar fight, Gronk. Gronk can't even spell SAT.
2: No, but I bet you he'd beat the shit out of you. Oh, 100%. percent he just... <laughs> he'd beat the... He'd punch you with one hand and hold a white claw in the other.
0: Yeah, he'd... uh. All I know is I remember there's a video of him walking around on a boat, and he's holding his phone, and you can see the the uh, screensaver on his phone is oh god. Well, like he's he's listening to music, he has headphones on, but he's holding his phone, and you can see that he's listening to Post Malone, and someone that's a
1: very
2: Gronk musical taste to have. And someone was like, "Oh, we saw you like Post Malone." He's like, "Where?
0: How'd you know?" Like he looked so fascinated that someone had (laughs) pieced that magical puzzle together. Uh, I remember just thinking, like, that's that is exactly the way you should.
2: That's exactly what Gronk would listen to. And I'm not saying that to shit on Post Malone. I I like Post Malone, but that's (laughs) a Rogan the other day going. I saw that because Rogan posted the picture. Of, like, a, like a cigarette ashtray and a shit ton of Bud Lights. And he's just like, Post Malone was here today.
0: Yeah, and Post Malone went in on no sleep after doing mushrooms. It was interesting.
2: He's such an interesting dude. Yeah, I, I would, heard he's a would, fun dude, too. I would love to hang out with that guy.
0: I'd also love to hang out with Gronk. Oh,
2: me too. Just to feel smart for a day. Joe, Joe Burrow, I'd like, be it, nerd. <laughs> no, but Burrow, he's been smart and humble throughout this whole process. It's almost as if he has yet to be humbled. Do you think the NFL will humble Joe Burrow in a way? Yes.
0: He's going to start his first game having no training camp, no preseason. Yeah! He's going to start his first discounts on your stat sheet forever seeing NFL speed for the first time.
2: Yeah, dude.
0: That's the kind of shit... Like... Again, I know I've, I've, I've said whatever I've said about bro I, I honestly don't have like any ill no I know I just like
2: it's Cincinnati because Cincinnati is so enamored with Joe Burrow that anyone with a dissenting opinion is just like what
0: And I'm also that guy if everyone likes it I hate it and I wish I wasn't that but I am and I'm almost and I'm the kind of guy that likes most things right I don't like anything except for the few things I like.
2: Which so, is me, for some reason.
0: You amuse me. <laughs> I, I will tell you, like, one of the things I honestly do enjoy is watching our different forms of autism clash and communication. <laughs> like, there's a handful of things we said last night where, like, I said something what I thought was very directly, and I heard how you said it back, like, interpreted what I said, and I went, Okay, I can totally see how you took it that way, but I can't fathom why. Yeah. I'm- I enjoy that.
2: I'm not, I'm, because one of my big things was I, I lacked self-awareness throughout my whole childhood, <clears throat> and it just, it, I think I, I kind of lack it, I still lack it a little bit now, but not as much as I did, say, 10 years ago. No, for sure, and, uh,
0: I mean, you're, you're, you're a smart dude, you're funny, you're, you're likable, you're nice, Ye- you're, uh, you're, you're a good egg,
2: I'll, I'll keep you around. Oh, thank you. I but, mean, uh, like, you know, last night we were doing pep talks, everything. We were, we were, we were bonding. You were, uh, yeah, because we were talking, I mean, we'll get, back- we should be talking about the Bengals right now. True. Well, well, I just meant, like, we were having, like,
0: conversations outside of our normal... Yeah.
2: About dating
0: and shit. Yeah, just different ways of looking at things that I think are, you know, can... That that highlight kind of what I'm saying is how we look at things very differently, dude. Just get up, and get the water. It's fine.
2: It. Yeah. You're, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> you're good.
0: So, uh, no, but like it, it was a, it was a lot of fun last night. Actually having Alex over, we're just watching fights, hanging out. Like no, you know we didn't have like the pressure of oh we're doing this next on the podcast and this like.
2: I mean, we were talking about it. Yeah, we talked because about we're recording it.
0: tomorrow, and we're going to record in about a week and a half
2: with my friend Danny Ruffalo, who is shit.
0: And whether we like it or not, we are, we do try to do a good job, despite what happens. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like it was fun. You try and do a good job with what the podcast? Oh yeah, well yeah, we try. So we we you know we were talking about it and trying to trying to make it you know some semblance of togetherness. Yeah,
2: and we'll and I think we'll have a little <clears throat> bit of organization because we've kind of been like repeating the same talking points throughout the entire offseason.
0: That's there's just not been a whole lot to work with as far as Bengals stuff goes, so it just ends up being There us. was
2: for a little bit because the Bengals are like, kind of like one of the key teams throughout the offseason. Right, which I mean, I think knowing that they're coming
0: into a rookie contract with their quarterback
2: and their then sec- their uh <coughs> second or third wide receiver T Higgins who just signed as well. I think they've signed everybody now. Yeah. Which they got backup quarterback uh, Brandon Allen, who I believe was a, uh, Denver Bronco for yeah. a little bit. He started a couple games. He's got yeah. a little bit of experience. He wasn't Finley bad, but he well, was... He actually
0: looked pretty good in one of the games. I he looked wa- alright. I remember watching one of the games he played in, and, and... You know, I think there's a little rust that has to be knocked off anybody when they just step in like that, but I think he looked pretty good. Yeah, because so. Finley was <laughs> very rusty when he started. That's an understatement.
2: Yeah, was <laughs> good. It,
1: <clears throat>
0: yeah, but, uh... So, I mean, it has been an interesting offseason for the Bengals,
2: which is a change. But, yes. yeah, we,
0: we're going to hit on a lot of the same things <clears> when there's not the normal week-to-week yeah, And now that
2: there's not a preseason. It's the preseason be... canceled, if you don't know that. So the yeah, because I, be... I saw it was originally, I think the Hall of Fame game was going to be the Cowboys and Steelers. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, football starts this third? No, it doesn't. No, it's, uh, I think it's the September 13th now is the... Where so, the Bengals will play, Chargers. The Chargers
0: here, here in Cincinnati, I believe.
2: I don't believe so. I do. Pretty sure. Let's see. Oops, I closed out of my internet. Let's so log out of Pornhub and uh, let's see. You're right. They play at home, and then they play the Browns. Which, is, by the way, this is our road schedule. Yeah. Chargers, Brown. We haven't even discussed this yet. Chargers week one, Browns week two, Eagles week three. Uh, Browns and Eagles are both on the road. Then Jags week four, uh, Ravens week five, Colts, Browns again, Titans, who I like them a lot.
1: Um, Someone had to.
2: Steelers, the Washington football team. (laughs) That's such bullshit. What? The Washington football team. I mean, it's better than the Redskins. And I love just the the it. simplicity. Dan Snyder was just like, "Fuck it, yeah. Washington Football Team," and their logo is just a W. <clears throat> I like it.
0: I actually was like, you know what? Well done, guys. Like, it's kind of that. Like, I don't fucking.
2: Know. I'm not even gonna try. Like, <laughs> like they were just discussing for weeks, like what they could do, and they're just like, Washington Football Team. It's just a temporary thing. <laughs> I know there was one that we were talking about being the lightning, and I'm like, isn't that just
0: the Chargers? Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: they were. Uh, there was one guy who I think bought the trademark to like sever to, to so many different um, team names that the Redskins could have had. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good.
0: I, I like that they're like, you yeah, know, fuck you. We're not buying anything from you. We're just gonna be the football team. <laughs> Imagine buying
2: a jersey. Of the Washington football team. I kind of want one. It would be tight. I mean, it's probably the only year Dwayne Haskins will ever play. <laughs> yeah, I was so thrilled that when the Bengals didn't draft him. Yeah, well...
0: Again, that's one of those guys that... Got that that creepy potential.
2: He's, he started out kind of rough. Because I think it was... I want to say it was Alex Smith for a while. And then... Haskins came in, or was it Keenum?
0: Honestly, I don't. No, yeah, I think you're right because when Alex was, uh,
2: he was hurt. God damn, well, my memory
0: is awful right now.
2: Uh, let's see. Do, do, do I'm here. We go. Uh, wow, that website has not been updated in a while. <laughs> I think their last the last time they updated was 2012, uh, it was Case Keenum. Case Keenum started eight games, Dwayne Haskins started seven, and total journeyman Colt McCoy started one. Then you got the Bengals, who have had, uh, I think the number was six starting quarterbacks since 2003, only six. And the majority of those were Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton. Yeah. Because you had, I think, Fitzpatrick. I think the, the other ones were Fitzpatrick, uh, <clears throat> Ryan Finley, uh, A.J. McCarron.
0: Didn't Josh Johnson start one? Maybe. Maybe Jason Campbell might have started one. Yeah, maybe it was Jason Campbell. Um,
2: and uh, Driscoll.
0: Yeah, Driscoll. Driscoll.
2: Uh, let's see. I think I might have gotten all of them.
0: Let's see. Uh, and then did we say what's his face that came in when Andy <clears throat> got hurt yeah Driscoll no uh
2: McCarron yeah AJ McCarron and plus from 2003 John Kitman. so yeah you had those you had Jesus those... started the game for us Tim Tebow hadn't played in years
0: uh, John Kittman's Jesus shit was unbearable
2: yeah it's all I mean it's all good now it's <clears throat> all in the past ha it's all in the past Ding ding, ding 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 ding. So the Bengals, I think uh, they were originally going to play the Chiefs yeah. in the preseason, and that's not a thing anymore. So it's gonna, like you said, it's gonna be interesting when Burrow comes in. No preseason experience, no real training camp experience. Right? Because the only, <clears throat> the only way you can really get Burrow to get like NFL speed is like seven on seven drills.
0: Like, you don't have eleven on eleven. <clears throat> and even that though, like. What they, I mean, we've got a month.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, because he just signed. Like they just, the Bengals just signed the franchise. I think the franchise tender with AJ Green. Yeah. Because I think Burrow, when he was uh, in the initial draft process before he was even a Bengal, they're like, Bro, was like, I want AJ Green, AJ Green on our team. And I'm glad that he he made that call because I think they I think they want to sign AJ Green long term. I hope AJ Green retires a Bengal. I desperately want AJ Green to retire a Bengal.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I just want to see them play up to their
2: the level of the talent that's on that team. The Bengals are stacked on paper. Mixon, a running back who is probably going to be a pro bowler within the next two three years. Well, think about it this
0: way. Mixon was a good, like a, a top five running back with an oh, offensive line. No, I'm saying with an offensive line falling apart around him and, and passing threats that were... Barely threats for most of last season, and he still was a top five
2: guy. What would he be? He, when they, okay, so he didn't score a touchdown until the game against the Raiders, which right, was a while. You understand what then I mean? Then he exploded. Right
0: when they as started, on. they started using him how he played, and and, and it, But what I'm saying is that he was doing that with when they knew he was going to be the guy running the ball. Like you know, yeah, the other team knew. Yeah. So if they actually have real threats out there on the outside and. A, you know, a line that can hold up for more than point eight seconds.
2: Yeah, because you might... want Jonah Williams to come back, and again, Jonah Williams is, isn't going to fix your whole line. No, but I mean, it would be nice to to see what he can do with a a real line and offense working. Yeah, because like you, if you have everyone playing up to their full potential, which the Bengals have had in. They've been bitten by the injury bug when there's not a pandemic. Right. So when there is a pandemic, it's it's a very lofty goal to say, "Hey, they're going to be healthy the whole year." It's very lofty to say, because like assuming the Bengals are healthy, your fourth receiver is John Ross. Yeah. If he's healthy, he's gonna have a cage. He, I wouldn't be surprised if he put up a 200 yard game this year. That's totally
0: within the realm of of, of something we could see. So,
2: yeah. Which here's a football trivia question for you. You know the only receiver in NFL history to put up two straight 200 yard games? And I know this because he was on my fantasy team when it happened. One of the biggest anomalies of the NFL of the last ten years. Terrence Cover. Oh, you're good. No, it was not him. You give up? Yeah. It was Josh Gordon. Oh, that surprised me. Yeah.
0: I just thought it was Randy. Uh, <clears throat> I was White from uh, Atlanta, but I think it was like... Roddy the, White? Yeah, Roddy White. Oh, my, my memory is just not with me today. It's okay. But I, I know he had two games that were real close.
2: There uh, was a game where Julio put up 300. Yeah,
0: and then I think following that, I think the next two games, because everyone was on him so crazy from that, that... I mean,
2: Julio's been a monster his entire career.
0: Yeah, that game was just absurd. And then I think the following two games, I think Roddy White was close to... I think he was like 170 and then like 191 or Think something. about
2: that fucking tandem. Roddy White and Julio Jones. Now you got Ro- or, uh, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Yeah. It's filthy. And Matt Ryan's always had a good deep ball. Yeah. And Julio Jones is like... Um, he's always been the big-body guy that can go up and get it. He's been... He's been like similar to AJ Green in a way. Uh,
0: yeah, they've, I think they've had very similar trajectories and very similar playing styles, even. That,
2: Different quarterbacks, yeah. I would say, because Matt Ryan had a he has like a slower release, but he but Ryan has more loft on his passes. Yeah, Dalton definitely. throws darts. He throws occasional deep balls, which I didn't love Dalton's deep ball at all.
0: Uh, well, I mean, when you're so used to getting hit instantly. I don't, I don't know that we ever got to see a good a good example of him being comfortable enough to really
2: 2015. launch... 2015. Well,
0: I'm just saying, like, for him to consistently get comfortable and launch deep balls, I, th- I think you need...
2: You I think you're going to see that with Burrow, because Burrow was better under pressure than when he was when he was, like, comfy in the pocket. Right, but this is also going to be NFL pressure, not... Not, like... Not Bama pressure, or Tennessee pressure, or Abilene Christian pressure. Yeah, this is going to be, you know... Like, <clears throat> Burrow's
0: not going to be putting up 60 tons. No. <clears throat> if he does, then, I mean, awesome, but... Bra- Mah- or Brady, did Mahomes put up 50 last year? Probably. It seems like... It had to be close, think didn't he have a game with, like, seven?
2: That was uh, the Monday nighter against the Rams. <clears throat> yeah, he just...
0: That was one of those ones where it looked like anytime that they made him. Anytime they put pressure on him, it almost worked against him. And yeah. Game, like, it, it seemed like every time he's under pressure, he would just fire something down the field, and it just. You know, he had that
2: horseshoe up his ass for that game, and just. So I didn't expect this. Mahomes put up 50 <clears throat> in. uh. 2018. His rookie year. His technical rookie year because he played one game in 2017. And his rookie year when he had not really affected by his dipshit ways Tyreek Hill and uh, who else did he have? Probably Sammy and Travis Kelsey and shit. Yeah, He was crushing it. I think Kelsey's been... Former Bearcat. I think he's been
0: underrated in how well he did for, if nothing else, just drawing defenders off. Like, like you could see him on plays make hard cuts at the end of his run, just to make people not sure if they should drop all the way back yet. And like, I think some of the some of the little technical stuff Kelsey did was more impressive than people have given him credit for. And
2: it. you also have the benefit of having the best quarterback. The probably, actually, more than likely. What well, will be the best quarterback of the 2020s? In right. Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be ridiculous what he does. Yeah, because just... he, like you said, like we alluded to the last episode, he got fucking paid. Paid, paid so hard.
0: And uh, you can't, you can't even blame anybody for that. Like, it,
2: it, no, you can't.
0: You can't, you can't have any risk of him going somewhere else.
2: No, he's your franchise. Oh boy, Lloyd's gonna take a pizzle. Yay! Yay! Because you you can only have so much coke and uh, sailor Jerry's before Lloyd's like, I'm gonna take a bathroom break. I'm gonna look up some of Mahomes' stats from these years. His QBR was ridiculous. As uh, long as passes 89 yards, yeah. In 2018, Mahomes threw for over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. It's insane, because his one game, his first game in 2017, he did, oh, wow. His one game in 2017, he didn't throw a touchdown. He threw one interception. Uh, but he threw 22 of 35, 284 yards. And that was, and you were expect because it was a top 10 pick. He was the pick after John Ross. Yeah. So after that um, zero touchdown, one interception game, they're like, here's the keys to the franchise. We're loaded right now. I don't think anyone could have predicted the year that Patrick Mahomes could have had. Because I remember drafting a fantasy football team that year in 2018, and I chose Garoppolo over Patrick Mahomes.
0: That was probably the safer pick at the time.
2: It was the safer pick at the time. And it was for my backup quarterback.
0: We're to start a comics fantasy football league.
2: We should. I mean... I'll probably talk to some people. I mean, like, we've done it in the past. Like, my, the, I always say the best thing that's ever happened to me in fantasy football was in a comics league. It was Odell Beckham's rookie year. He tore up the NFL. And I picked him up off the waiver wire because Victor Cruz was my wide receiver at the time, that's also the salsa guy. And he got hurt. And Beckham was on the waiver wire. So I'm like, Giants wide receiver, Giants wide receiver. And ever since then, Beckham was my guy. Now, is he washed up? Kind of, but... Uh, he looked pretty good. I mean, he, I mean the, the game that uh, he played against the Bengals, he did have a really pretty touchdown catch. And, I mean, just overall, he looked pretty good. He looked like a good receiver on a much weaker team. Which is crazy to think of the Browns as much weaker than the Giants. Well, I mean, the Giants, for whatever, their offensive line is usually... You know, middle of the pack or better. Yeah. But you had Eli Manning, at quarterback, who... Is he as good as people think he is? I think
0: he's as good or better than a lot of people give him credit for. Really? As far as just a guy who gets what to do, when to do it, how to do it, is he going to wow you with, you know, a Mahomes-type seven-touchdown game? He never
2: really had... Because I rarely watched Eli Manning play, but he didn't really like wow. And Peyton was the same way; he didn't really wow you with his physical prowess. Like he didn't really have that
0: cannon I, arm. No, they know football
2: though, and I yeah. mean Peyton had the benefit of
0: most of his career. He had like the top within the top three offensive
2: lines. You got so, you, like, you, you're fondling Sa- Jeff Saturday's tank for ten years. Yeah, uh, I mean.
0: Not the shit on Peyton Manning, but kind of the shit on Peyton Manning. Like, he got a lot of credit for the work that the guys in front of him did. Like,
2: well, you also had Edron James, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark.
0: Right. Oh, that's what I'm everyone in front of him <clears throat> made him look really good. And everybody's like, oh, he's the best quarterback. No, he's... Yeah, what other quarterbacks have done with much less, to me, is more impressive. Like, being able to... Uh, I hate to... If you have eight seconds to throw the ball, you better
2: make that fucking throw. I can make decent throws with an
0: I mean, I have a decent arm, but... That's what I'm saying. But any NFL-level quarterback, if you have the time that he did, and that's not taken away from the fact that he does know the game very well and, and plays very smart football, but... Also, like I said, like there's times where he had eight seconds before someone even got close to him. Yeah. That's an eternity.
2: And But also, Manning read defenses like nobody else. Right, and I
0: think his brother can do it just as well. He just hasn't had the all-star teams around him to make him look as good.
2: Yeah, because like, there were points where Manning... Wow, I can't believe I just said Manning as if I could decipher between the two. Eli. Eli. Like, his receivers were like... Very average, like he had like like a Mario Manningham or a Plexico Burris or. Which Plexico uh, Burris had a couple of seasons that looked like he was going to be, especially in Pittsburgh, where he just fucking tore it up.
0: But again, and there's guys that just have a couple of seasons and then just never.
2: They really. Like Jacoby
0: Jones one year looked like he was going to be just a murderer.
2: Yeah, well, he was. He was really. Kind of shoehorned as a as a kick return
0: because he was fucking
2: amazing at it. He was great. He caught that one. Uh, it was in the playoff game where the Ravens played the Broncos, and he caught that hail mary pass or not hail mary pass, but that deep ball from Flacco. Yeah, he's always been, and he was always a good. The one my one complaint about the Ravens is they've ne- they've rarely had that standout wide receiver. Uh, they
0: don't pay skill players.
2: I mean, they'll have like, they're the best running back they've had probably in the last ten years. I hate to say it, it's Ray Rice.
0: I, I'm, you're not saying he's a good person by saying he's good at playing football. I, I'm saying he's excellent. He was excellent at playing football. Right. OJ Simpson was a good football player. I don't want to fucking hang out with him. <laughs> but I'm not gonna pretend he wasn't an amazing player.
2: Yeah. But then they don't. Like, they had, like, Steve Smith and, like, just, like... They had more names than... Like, their top players are names. Like, they had Steve Smith, they had Anquan Bolden for a little bit.
0: They had... Which, once a team actually played Anquan Bolden the way he should have been played the whole time... He was a speedster. Yeah, he showed what he could do. Also, very smart guy. Yeah.
2: He did a a thing with uh, Trevor Noah not too long ago. That was really good.
0: Oh, I, I... I just remember seeing him, like... He looked happy playing... After, like, I mean,
2: yeah, because now the Ravens can just center their offense around Lamar Jackson and they don't really need their receivers as much,
0: right? And I think that's what they've always tried to do is just go mean, aggressive defense in your face. So, yeah, because you have Ray Lewis for 15 years, yeah, kill a killer guy. It's fine if you play well.
2: (laughs) I mean, it didn't work out for Ray Carruth, but oh, yeah. He wasn't Ray Lewis. Yeah, he was just he was he wasn't Ray Lewis, he was Ray roof Kind of an I kind of an irony thing that I brought up. Two Ray's differently spelled. Ray Ray. Ray Ray. Ray Ray Ray. You're Ray, Ray Ray Ray, you're under arrest. For killing some dumb guy. Hiding, 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 hiding in the trunk. They find your ass anyway. Yep. And then Ray Carruth just got released. Did he? Yeah, it was not too long ago. But he's out there. I, I mean, I hope he's doing well. I mean, I'll like all things considered. He won't hurt anyone. Yeah, he won't hurt anyone. Yeah, so I think we can round third and head for home pretty soon. Just saw that from the new Nasty Boys a little bit. But uh, so what are your expectations for 2020 if if the season happens?
0: Uh, I, I imagine the first few weeks
2: just being a scattershot shit show. I would not be surprised because you got the Chargers who they're going to be, they're either going to have, are they going to have Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert? I'm going to guess Tyrod, but yeah. Which by the way, that's how you correctly pronounce Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they'd start Herbert right away. Cause Taylor has always been like, he's been a serviceable quarterback
0: and he's just, yeah, I mean, he's that, everyone likes him. Like, the team likes him.
2: Yeah, no one's ever really had anything against him, ever. Because you got, I mean, well, here's what you got. Chargers, who they have decent defense. Browns, when healthy, good defense. Eagles, I mean, it's a road game, and thankfully you won't have to deal with Eagles fans. I
0: have Philly trash. I'm going to Wawa. We am going to a
2: game. I'm going to throw,
0: throw snowballs at Santa. A fucking D battery. Someone throw a D cell battery at Santa Claus. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my God. English. That is We Are Trash written. Not to mention just the Bill Burr Philly rant, which... One of the best things I've ever seen in a comedy. It's like a religious experience. If you're not aware of what it is, go look it up. It's... Yep. Bill Burr just tears up an entire crowd of... Obi-Han Riffing. Aliens, just... And telling them... 11 more minutes. I got 11 more minutes of this. How about you bald, no-neck idiots go...
2: He is terrific. <clears throat> he's like, you guys, pro-
0: this city has produced f- 10 of the best boxers alive, but instead you have a statue of a fucking 5'8 actor because he's white. <laughs> God damn. <that> looks- <clears throat> right at the top of your yeah. stupid stairs, or you all run up and do the same pose, you fucking unimaginative dickheads. 10 more minutes. I got 10 more minutes of this. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite things I've ever seen in my fucking life. I watch it probably once every two, three months.
2: Do you ever see Bill Burr's uh, Conan interviews? Yeah. One of my favorite clips, I, I kept repeating this all the time. It's like, uh, he was talking about how, like, right after Trump got elected, like He was like, you're going to build a wall. Like, think about, like, how much are you going to pay? How many times are you going to go to Home Depot? I just love that Home yeah, Depot line. He's-
0: uh, I'll tell you another underrated podcast is the Bill Burt podcast. Uh, it's just himself, isn't it? No, it's it's uh, Bill Burt podcast. Oh, so Bill Burr and Burr Crasher? Yeah, and it's uh, like oh, that's fucking them, rules. I watch them on YouTube, and it's it's so funny because Burr's so just like whimsical and esoteric and all over the place, and Bill's just just like straight down the line, like crashing Burr's dreams on it. But then you really have like, like the last episode you saw Bill just be super vulnerable and like interested in explaining family life shit. Yeah. It's a, he's one of my, I mean, he's one of the best comics ever. Oh, easily. And I'll watch anything he's in, but that, there's been a few of those moments in the Bill Burt podcast that I'm like, Burt does something to him that just draws out a, a little bit more interesting version of Bill sometimes. Yep. I really like it. I love yeah. it. I love Bill Burr. I I like Burr Crusher a lot. And, so fucking great. And I understand how problematic these guys are, but the last few episodes of the Legion of Skanks podcast. Louis J. Gomez was the first feature act I ever worked with. Uh, the uh, they're they're doing a, a, a fake election for who's president of the Legion of Skanks, and it's it's created so many goddamn moments that are just. I mean... Bring tears to your eyes, Fonda. Like, you know, we've discussed, I'm not like a laugh out loud, loud guy most of the time. Which makes sitting,
2: me feel shitty when we're roasting teams, <laughs> which we will start next
0: month. But I was sitting here by myself, and the episode from this week with Ari Shafir and Joe Rosa, I literally laughed out loud probably four or five times in like a five minute period.
2: No shit. Yeah, like, I... And you've known me for years, you know that I have a really loud, obnoxious, shitty ass laugh.
0: It's no John Holmes chuckle, but it's a uh, it's fun to hear it.
2: <laughs> I love John Holmes to death. I of, it, that laugh makes me happy every time I hear it. Like every time I would do, I'm um, at, at Fireside Pizza in Walnut Hills. Shout out, they rule. Um, I would say a lot of my jokes got a Billy Holmes, which is uh, Billy Devore and John Holmes are the only ones laughing. <laughs> Those two, the laughs are just they're just they're like comfort food. They're yeah. Cause like if you know that if they don't laugh, then you know that joke sucks. Yeah,
0: but there's just something special about that John Holmes. Like when he when it really hits him and he just that <laughs> like that hard, I fucking love hearing it. It's
2: you're making me miss stand <clears throat> comedy,
0: man. Like I want to record his laugh and just have it as my message alert. <laughs> it beats. Yeah, I've had that for years. It's a noise I, I recorded a goat making.
2: <laughs> Sounds like
0: the goat says yeah.
2: That's so fucking funny. Um, so let's let's do some predictions and bullshit.
1: Predictions and bullshit. <clears throat>
0: Shall we? Oh shit, we're gonna
2: we're going with an old segment. Yeah, going that We with haven't the, really done in a lot because the, during the, the season starting. Right? Yeah. Uh... What are your expectations for this season? Because you got Chargers, Browns, Eagles, uh, Jags, Ravens, Colts, Browns again, Titans, Steelers. Washington football team, Giants, Dolphins, Cowboys, Steelers, Texans, and rounding it out with the Ravens.
0: I'm going to say, <clears throat> my prediction for this season, if it happens. If it happens. I'm going to say the first few games are rough. And then I'm gonna You say, don't
2: have terribly like, you're not facing the Ravens until I believe week five. Right, but I, I'm just saying the first few games I think are just going
0: to be rough. Just, I think you're going to see a lot of Dumb penalties and sloppy things. You have a, a, a rookie quarterback coming in who didn't yep. get a preseason or a fucking even a training camp. You have a coach who's had one season of trying to slop together the best he could out of what it was, and now yeah. he has like his first chance
2: to really. He's got a fully healthy roster. He's got a healthy AJ Green. He's got a healthy John Ross. He's got was, a first time he's really
0: going to be able to put it together his way. And he's
2: got a healthy Jonah Williams. Yeah,
0: and so I think those things combined are going to make the first. I won't say we'll lose a lot of games up front, but they'll they'll, they'll, they'll be rough. It'll be very sloppy. Yeah, and then I think that everyone on the team is probably
2: just ready to get it together a little bit. So I think half I think of, like, the Bengals have been ready since week 17 ended because the week 17 last year when they played the Browns ended on a high note. So I I hope you can only hope that the Bengals use that momentum into 2020. It's lofty to say that because you had nine months off. Well, what I mean more is that not, not
0: carrying the momentum. I think like, I think a lot of the veteran players on the team saw that they actually went out and did the work, got the, you know, Signed people for one. DJ
2: Reader, uh, Trey Wayne's, Mackenzie Alexander, <clears throat> Xavier Suofilo. So
0: I think, I think maybe everyone's going to kind of take this season a little more serious. So I think after the first maybe four or five games, you're going to see a lot of guys really buckle down and play the best versions of what they've been.
2: Yeah, because I mean, you got, I mean, I hate to say this, you got Gino and Dunlap at the tail end of their careers. Right, and I think that,
0: I think that. Those veterans being the highlight players is going to kind of help.
2: Yeah, it's going to help. Like, I feel like DJ Reader is going to be like, Gino is just going to be like, come here. I'm going to take you under my wing.
0: I think Reader's going to go, oh, this is what you're supposed to be. Yep. And Gino's still a beast. And he's just a workhorse. Like, they still say he's the last dude to fucking leave the fucking weight room. The. You know, even up to the end of last season. They were like, yeah, this guy's still the last guy there. He works that hard. That's, that's incredible. To be that good. And I think that some of the guys like Reeder and some of the new guys coming in that, you know, uh, I'm drawing a complete blank on his name. He's like 6'5", 320, didn't play much last year, was injured a bit, uh, won a lineman. But the potential and the, the athleticism is super impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And I think some of those guys are really going to have like that. They're going to get the sense from everyone else that like, okay, we're, we're doing this. Yeah. So I think the season is going to start off rough, tighten up a lot around the middle, and then depending on how Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow handled that pressure will be how
2: the season ends. Because I was reading in the <clears throat> Athletic where it was like right after the draft where Taylor, Callahan, and Burrow – they're all like they're on the same page, and you love to see that. Because Taylor, like, if you give him a healthy team, he could be an offensive fucking. He could be the next Sean McVay.
0: Right, but also coming into the pressure and weird situation he's in, it could break him. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. I think I think the players will carry it after the initial like madness of getting everything together. I think the players are going to carry it in the middle of that season, and that's. That's a that's a valuable thing to a coaching staff. Oh yeah, and if the coaching staff and quarterback
2: can kind of keep gel like the way Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have, right?
0: And I don't think Zach Taylor's got too big of an ego to let Joe be Joe, and hopefully Joe doesn't have too big of an ego to I take don't a think... hint when he has to. No, I'm not. I again, think, I, don't... I don't think Joe has an ego as much as he has confidence. Right, but that's what I'm saying is once you add the real pressure of the the actual games, Plus, how many guys have you seen come in where you're like, oh, this is a confident young man who believes in himself, and then you be Brady Quinn's it? <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, the pressure just breaks them. There's some people that just can't do it. Because Brady be Quinn the was the golden boy. Right, but you saw halfway through that season it broke him. Because he played for the fucking Cleveland Browns. Again, I understand why. I'm just saying that you hope to see him keep it together, and he didn't.
2: Yeah. Because who are, who are the receivers around Brady Quinn?
0: Again, that's not the... You had a horseshit Braylon Edwards, maybe. <clears throat> Again, to me, that's not the main point. Like, that's yeah. not the point where I'm getting at. Is yeah. Even if it gets tough, can you keep it together? Yes. And go, this is a career, not, not a season. Can you not
2: Because... You also have to deal with the Bengals fan base.
0: Right. Which, they're terrible
2: people. They're awful people. I have openly despised Bengals fans. I, I mean...
0: Y'all are great. I, but... I, yeah, if you listen to this show, you're obviously very smart and probably handsome. And, uh... I mean, if you host this show, you're probably <clears throat> handsome.
2: I'm, I'm handsome.
0: I'm not. I'm, I'm a dumpster fire on legs, but I'm okay with <laughs> it. I've made peace with it. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, I hope I can cling on to my cuteness for as long as I can. Hey, bro, I'm a decade older than you. I'm. Uh, if I was half as pretty as you are when I was your age. shit. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I, I really do. I, I think the players will keep it together through the middle of the season, which will be a gift to that coaching staff.
2: Exactly, because a lot of the Bengals players, they clearly believe in Zach Taylor, because Zach Taylor, every, every time he lost, which was 14 times last year, he was like, he had a confident demeanor to him. He was like, you know what? He I accept blame for this. I'm going to come back next week. We're going to do what we can. And he never, he never seemed to falter. No, and that's what I'm saying. I want to see that carry through this. And you want to see that in Burrow, too, because yeah. Burrow, up to this point, has said all the right things. But it's easy to say the right thing. It's so easy, and I get that.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, 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 I'm trying to think a half dozen guys in the past few years that up until the playtime came, they said everything right. Like, you were... Um, how many quarterbacks do you think that just totally fell apart in the first six games of the season in the past five years? I mean, pro-
2: I mean, I never really followed Ryan Leaf's career. You didn't but, have to, but again, yeah.
0: that guy up until the moment that he started getting hit said everything right. Yep. He sounded like a very confident, very smart, articulate guy. Well, Ryan Leaf had an ego. <clears throat> Right, but he came across confident up until
2: he started losing and then bitching. It's easy to have an ego, and yelling at press reporters, but it's easy to have an ego when you're at Washington State throwing just bombs. Right. And just tearing up the Pac-12 and and being fucking God.
0: But So, yeah, that's my prediction is that the beginning of the season – who knows? It's going to just be – it's going to be everyone scraping together whatever they can get to work until they yep. figure it out. Middle of the season, I think the veteran players are going to be hard as nails, you know, hands on the ground the, uh, uh, going. Yep. They're going
2: to be what carries that. And then – Assuming they're healthy. Uh, correct. And or yeah. haven't caught COVID or haven't opted out of the season, which so far I believe no Bengals players have opted yeah, out. Yeah, one did. Who? Let's see who uh I, There was one
0: that failed his physical and they let him go. And another guy who opted out and has to get the stipend. From two
2: Bengals opt out of 2020 season. Nose Chackle, Josh Tapoe. Yeah. And. Uh, who else? I have no idea. It's not really saying. Yeah, I remember reading about
0: that because like they were so confident in how many how deep the nose tackle. Oh, here ones. it is.
2: Uh, offensive tackle Isaiah Prince.
0: Yeah, and I think that's because he has family members that are yeah, I you know, compromised.
2: Yeah. So Josh Tupou and Isaiah Prince have both opted out of the 2020 season. I think that's fine. Yeah, because I... they're not really, really starters per se. Well, no, but. You know, losing one
0: nose tackle to the failing physical and one to someone opting out changes the dynamic of that
2: yeah. defensive line. Because if you that, lose Geno or DJ Reader, one of your options is just kaput. Right. So, I mean, you might have to slide. Would you slide Dunlap to DT? No. Because you got Khalid Kareem. It uh, would Dunlap. be a better
0: option to be inside than, than Dunlap.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like. I see Kareem as more of a. Uh, I see Kareem. He has the de build.
0: Well, he's also, but he's also just got that physicality that if you needed him to rush to the middle, he could. Like yeah. he, he plays real low. He's. Yeah, you mean, know, you know, not to not to Sean Dunlap, but Dunlap plays tall. He plays long. It's what's yes. worked for him. You couldn't. You can't move him to the inside. It's. it's yeah.
2: Because thankfully we're not the Patriots. Because I think like six Patriots have opted out of the season. It's yeah. fucking nuts. I think I saw Patrick Chung was one of them.
0: Yeah, which I, I think... And his, his wife has, like, lupus or some shit. I don't know. It
2: sucks. So I, I, I get the guys that are doing it. Like I, Oh, I 100%. I 100% get it. Like, so many baseball players have opted out, and now football players are opting out. And I think I saw Rodney Harrison said something like, it's going to be so hard to not only quarantine these players, but, like, contain COVID. Because you got players, like, sweating up against each other, breathing on each other. Tackling, grabbing each other—it's going to be very difficult. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's no roadmap for it yet either. Because like, uh, you know, fights are back, but they literally get everybody there two weeks ahead of time. Everyone's tested, quarantined all the way up until the fight. Like they stay in a hotel that's just fighters—that's all that's in the whole hotel. Oh God, that's it. <clears throat> like there's guys who are like, I'm the only person on this floor.
2: Yep. Really? Yeah.
0: There's been there's been some of that, like because. Yas Island and Abu Dhabi, where they've been having the fights. Up until last night, they did the other
2: one. In, the oh, one in it's easy. Is it easy to, to quarantine in Abu Dhabi? Um,
0: the guy who... Basically, they built a what they call a flash center. It's a giant tent structure, but like very well done. Like They spent a, over a million dollars just on the heating and cooling. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he owns the hotel right there by it. Okay. So he's like, fuck it. This is just the UFC's hotel for the weeks before the...
2: I'm down.
0: And so they and you're, kind of, not,
2: and you're not holding it in a giant arena. You're holding it in like a giant, in like a little fight center where the background noise is equivalent to like a 10-year-old, equivalent to like 10-year-olds boxing. Yeah, it's, it's, I,
0: God, I wish crowds would never come back to fights. It's so much <laughs> better without the crowds. It was
2: really, I, I brought this up to you, but it was really funny watching Bruce Buffer make announcements. It's like, it's time! But he's saying that to just walls and like, 40 other people. But, hey, man's professional. Oh, yeah, he's been doing it. Ladies Bruce and Michael Buffer are the, the voice... World. Bruce and Michael Buffer are the voices of fighting.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be a sad day when those guys are, are done, because... They're gone. Bruce is just... He's just that little extra pump of energy that makes it... It's
2: time!
0: You know, fist-bumping fighters as he's calling out their fucking stats. I, I, I fucking love him. He's, he's like the...
2: He's got like a fifty-year-old just straight bro. <laughs> I mean, you have to be when you're like screaming UFC fighters. <laughs> He's like the the pretty boy fighter. Who, who's that guy? What's that guy's name? Emers. Yes. He's like, is it Damon Emers or, or something like that?
0: Um. I told you my brain is just not on board today. I'm I'm real tired, guys, and I've been on some. Oh Jamal Emers. Jamal He's Emers.
2: Like, Jamal Pretty Boy Emmer.
0: And, I mean, just, that's a dude who loves his job. Oh, he like... commits so hard to every single second of his... Like, you've never heard Bruce Buffer go up there and have a half-ass, like, <laughs> in this corner. All right. <laughs> he's always, it's like... He's always 110% just... Yeah. Like, he looks... He still does the thing where he waves his hand towards the crowd that's not there. Yeah! And he's, like... So, all of you in attendance, which is just the fighters and the cameramen and the coaching staffs. Who were like, all masked, by the way. Right. Like, they had a guy that pulled was pulled from the card last night from a positive COVID test of one of his cornermen. men. They were like, "No, nope, no one's fighting. Wow. Yeah, uh, I think it was Jan Blachowicz you was supposed to fight Ed Herman last night, which I wanted to see that fight, but...
2: It was, they, they said it was pulled because of a medical issue.
0: No, 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 that was the... Uh, think motherfucker it would have been the first fight of the card uh, it was one of the first I know that it was the first fight of the main card Uh, but yeah the guy actually like passed out backstage so the docs said but that wasn't covid related it was just pass out related there was a fight scratched a couple days ago because one of the cornermen tested positive okay and he was quarantined in his own hotel room whatever so he tested positive and they were just still like no yep no one from the team's allowed in to the event. fighter can't fight. Nothing. The fighter didn't test positive, I don't think. Okay. But one of the cornermen did, and they had been training together, so yep. Well, UFC just went, no,
2: not happening. Yeah. So I'll get to – But you can't do that with – NFL. A team sport like oh, that. Oh, especially when you have a sideline full of 50 players and and a, a field with 22. Yeah. Cause like Lou Williams in the NBA, did you see how he got in trouble? Uh-uh. He went to a strip club to get dinner. <laughs> <laughs> one, and he had to he had to like quarantine for like ten days because he went to a strip club in Orlando or some shit to get Just dinner. One,
0: Ew! Don't do yeah.
2: that. Like I nothing against. I, I have good friends that
0: are strippers, and and I have nothing against strip clubs. I've had
2: strippers not into my DMs on Instagram. and... <laughs> You know, Lloyd knows I'm kidding, but you like. there's that part of you that's like, are you kidding? He's not kidding. I'm not kidding. Crystal, answer me!
0: God damn it, Zephyr, get back to me!
2: <laughs> oh, Diamond.
0: Chastity. Um, what? <laughs> uh, no, so, so, yeah, with the team sport, it's going to be very interesting to see all that. Players will drop like flies. I mean... <sighs> It's 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 crazy to think that a team could play one week and then have half of their starters out the next week because, Oh, yeah, that's crazy, right? That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of madness in general this year. But I think those first few games, especially for like the teams with you know rookie coaches or first you know second year coaches, whatever, which what it's like six teams
2: last year had rookie coaches. Yeah, the Bengals are one of them. So I think, that's... and Matt Patricia is just a just a, a, a perennial rookie. He's not good at his job. Well, who knows? Maybe he is. Maybe. So, I'll say my Bangie's prediction for the year. Um, I do agree that things might start out rough because you got the Chargers, who also have a rookie quarterback. Who knows how they're going to do? Um, Browns maybe could be better. Who knows? Because um, they have a new coach. Eagles. That might be a rough one. Yeah, that's what I'm Because they got a veteran quarterback, a, a so-so receiver core. They have one of the more underrated running backs in the league in Miles Sanders. And just a gritty team. Like, Oh, yeah, they've been gritty ever since they've existed. They're Philly trash. It's, that's what they do. Yep.
0: You don't go to Price Hill and expect to meet a girl that he's going to take to the ball. That's, yeah. That's not how life works.
2: Who smells like a ball.
0: <laughs> smells like a lot of balls.
2: Yeah. One of my favorite things I read about read about Cincinnati, it was in um, Why Your Team Sucks, Drew McGarry's column. You ever read that? I, I've heard of it, but now I do not Oh, it's so good. But he roasts all 32 NFL teams. Yeah. And in, in the comments section, it's probably even funnier, because like, fans, they're angry at their own organization. One guy wrote, Cincinnati, like, probably like 10, 15, 20 years ago, was just, was a city filled with just hobos and piss. <laughs> But now they, like, revamped it. they built so much shit. And now it's filled with trendy restaurants and bars and hobos and piss. <laughs> that's such... I mean, like, as a comic, that's such a good joke. Yeah, it's just a fun... Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Read right. Wire Team sucks. Drew McGarry, Drew McGarry fucking rules. Um. So I say my prediction... My record prediction... 5 and 11. See, I'll go above. I'll go... Seven. Seven and nine? Yeah. I say seven and nine at best. Five and... I'll, I'll say six and ten. Um, Lloyd is going to... uh you have some stuff. Uh, yeah. We're going to round it out with some plugs. Lloyd, do you have any plugs? Uh, same as huge. Yeah, same as usual.
0: New Nasty Boys. Uh, Rumble Lips. Rumble Lips, always. Just the Clip. Just, yeah, JTC podcast. Fucking Blake Hammond is, as, as always, just one of the fucking funniest people alive. Of,
2: he's the best comic in Cincinnati.
0: And, um, also, Sensei Shirts. Sensei Shirts. To shout those guys out. They're just, uh,
2: buy the Go Banana shirt.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh,.
2: Follow follow
0: a lot of the, follow the comics, man. Like give these, give these guys some love. Like Lloyd D the,
2: Johnson on Instagram, I believe. Yep. I'm Big Shoes on Instagram. B i g s c h u b e s. You can follow me on there. Um, because I don't like because I literally don't know any of our listeners. And I know a few. I don't know who you guys are. So if you guys listen and you get to this point, which we're about an hour fifty five in, if you get to this point, send me a message saying hey I enjoy your shit or hey I hate you and I hope you die. Which some people do, but
0: yeah. Give us uh, any feedback, any suggestions, any, any feedback, because we
2: want to we want to grow. Tell your friends, because roasting starts next month. Yeah, if you, uh, I, w- I would like to this season incorporate
0: a lot more of. Uh, we'll start shouting out where you can send them, but I want people to send in Burns, because that yeah. was one of the ways when I first started listening to this way back, when Alex Stone and Sam Evans, two of the best dudes in comedy. Yeah, I used to send in Burns, and and they'd see me somewhere, but hey, that one was good that's a that's a great feeling I'd Send like to know that so yeah so
2: <laughs> uh, F, I believe the email is fuwlt bangles at gmail.com fuwlt bangles dot at or at gmail.com and we'll make sure to shout it out and uh you
0: know we'll get, shout you out get it in there yeah for each each podcast this season I really want to kind of focus on that a bit more and yeah make a focus segment. on like who I, you
2: guys are because I mean I don't know who you guys are um, and I, I, I but we to want to you. we want to. we want to we need friends I mean we're we just talking to ourselves sometimes. that's weird and we love you guys uh, I got a couple pluggy plugs um, so I have a couple shows coming up I do uh August 13th I will be at the village tavern in which I believe if I'm not mistaken I take that back. I heard it was the bell and the Bear.
0: I believe it's been moved. It's the... VA is moving to Chicago. Yes. It's his going and away show. It'll be at we the we fucking repair. love VA.
2: We love VA Bennett, former host of the pod.
0: And if you don't like VA, go cut off one of your testicles and then eat it. Yep. Because fuck you. He's a goddamn gem.
2: He's a sweet guy.
0: He's... Fantastic. We love him. So, yeah, that you're on that show. There's yep. Bunch, uh, that, that show's stacked. I don't know who's on it, but... I, everyone I've heard so far, like Breezy... Uh, I, I don't want to speak for him, but like I watched like who he was courting on Facebook to get people on there, and just... Killers. Everyone I saw, I was like, that's a good... Like, he, he put together a good night of comedy. Like it, It's people that fit
2: well. That rules. Um, August 20th, I will be at the Tin Roof downtown. Uh, it's going to be a ticketed, socially distanced show... Uh, the lineup is me, Rand Barnaclo.
0: Fucking, one of the funniest people you'll ever see.
2: Yeah, he's, ne- like we've said, alluded to many times, never has an off switch. Yeah, there's a
0: Rand magnet on my fridge right now.
2: I think I might have put that there, actually. It's a rat, it's a rat eating a strawberry. Yep. I mean, and, uh, a couple of the friends of the pod, Erica Russell. She's a fucking gem. Oh, I love her. Love her to death.
0: And Kelly Collette. Kelly's a, a truth serum show is always fun. I've done it many, many times. I've told a handful of stories on there. I was, I was almost on one of those actually. Really? Yeah. She, she almost had me. She talked me into. I was like, yeah. I'll... I told a silly story one night down there, and she was like, you gotta do that on the show. <clears throat> and I was going to, and then just, uh, I think decided last minute. No, I think Jeff it. Tate was like, oh, I'll do it. And oh, I'm yeah. Like, yeah, fuck me. Like, put Jeff Tate on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I would rather see Jeff Tate. Yeah. tell a story than me tell a story on stage so
2: and uh, last plug is kind of an unorthodox one but uh, August 28th I am singing the national anthem for the Florence Freedom or the Florence Y'alls I forget which one it is I'm gonna be I'm gonna be at their stadium singing it and it's gonna be a lot of fun
0: look at that flex y'all y'all yeah. feel that
2: tried to try to flex on uh the girl last night that um that I was, I'm bringing on the podcast next week, and she's like, "Oh, cool." She didn't, really, she wasn't like really impressed. She's like, "Oh, that's cool." Well, I mean, you know, you flex in person better than you flex over. Uh, but like I like I said uh, a few weeks ago, my friend Danny Ruffalo will be on this podcast in about a week and a half. We're gonna talk about University of Dayton. Uh, my DJ Giga Milano's. Uh, she's new to Cincinnati. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about her company, Handy Hats, which is a hat with a pocket on it. Which? What was your question about the ha- hat with a pocket on it? Do yep. people put marijuana in those pockets?
0: Uh, I mean, I I have a lot of questions, but I've also been told that I'm going to behave myself. <laughs> <clears throat>
2: so I think she's she's like I asked her like, can Lloyd like give you shit? And she's like, yes, sounds like fun. And I'm still a little apprehensive about yes, it. I I'm going to be on,
0: I won't say I'm going to be on good behavior, but I'm going to try and be on better just because, Alex has told me how many times, like, she's such a nice person. And I'm like, alright, well I don't want to
2: just be me towards a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's a fucking gem of a human being. I still don't know why she gives me the time of day. And then Lily will be
0: here and. October. Couple, yeah, in a couple weeks, and then probably again in October. So we we uh, we're considering having her on.
2: I'm gonna be putting on my eye black.
0: You might have to. I'd uh, I'd, I'd suggest wearing a cup. <laughs> I really need to. If you guys, if there's anything I ever could have filmed from any. <laughs> was Lily and Alex interacting before the podcast? Like she had him so on his heels by the time we started recording <laughs> that, like you can hear it in the laugh right there. Like she had, she came in and dropped a dick on the table, and Alex was like, "I don't know what to do with that." Like
2: I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be mean to people that are
0: probably better at it than I am. Right? Last night he called her my twatter. <laughs> I did, and uh, that's great. And as soon as I said, I'm going to tell her you said that, I saw real fear in Alex's eyes for a 2nd <laughs> <like>, oh, shit. <laughs> like, he said it to me, like, who you should assume, like, if you say that to someone's dad, that they're going to be the reason you have to fear it. No, he had no problem saying that to me. But as soon as I was like, I'll tell Lily you said that. Like, I saw a moment of real, like, oh, fuck, what did I do? <laughs> so I couldn't love this anymore. And now that <laughs> now that I get the anticipation of the buildup until... She's on again, and I have nothing but faith in the fact that she'll deliver. I have no... It's, like, you said she's going to be here, like, mid-September? Uh, she's going to be here in, like, two weeks, and then again in October. Okay. So, she's, uh, she's flying up the 14th, I think. Okay. And, uh, just, I don't think that works with when we're recording and whatever, but... Yep. I do like that Alex has to think about the fact she's going to be on...
2: I'm I'm gonna be ill prepared no matter how much I prepare. She's uh, she uh, she's the best thing in the world. She's uh, she, she, she's she's so deadpanned and she's half deadpanned, half just evil. And so sharp, like again, oh, I, like, I've razor
0: stolen, sharp. I've stolen the Chad Daniels thing of I sharpen this stick. I know how it pokes. Yep, with the, with his son Isaac. Yeah, because it's such a perfect description of how. How Lily is. Like, I talk Lily up and people are like, oh, what if she doesn't, what if she doesn't, like, live up to it? She will. She will. She will. She'll come in and she'll not only live up to it, but make you feel dumb for doubting. (laughs) And then aggressively remind you that she's a teenager. (laughs) She was like, I don't know, Alex. You're an adult. Do better. (laughs) Maybe the best line she said the whole time. Oh, my
1: God. You're an
0: adult. Do better. And then, again, just... I've never seen anyone who knows how to leave on a joke. Because remember, she said that and then just immediately walked into her yep. room. She's
2: it's, like, "You're proud of me, Dad."
0: It's, she doesn't even have to ask. She knows. She knows yep. when she hits it. So, yep. I'm uh, I'm thrilled that that's something we get to do
2: again. Yep, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna happen in October, and it's gonna be the fucking best. And I like watching Alex sweat waiting on it. <laughs>
0: I'm going to have fun building it up, especially that episode I've right changed before. my
2: shirt two times during this five-minute interaction <laughs> a lot. So sweaty. So, yeah, I think those are the pluggy plugs. Again, Bell and the Bear, August 13th. Uh, tin Roof, August 20th. Uh, Florence, the Florence baseball team, I think it's either the Alls of the Freedom, I forget which one it is, when it is? O- or August 28th. Did I say October? No, you said August. August 13th, Bell and the Bear, August 20th, Tin Roof. August twenty eighth, national anthem at the Florence Freedom Game, Florence Yalls. It could be, but check those out. Check out the local podcast. Check out. Uh, Want to thank our podcast daddy's armchair All Americans. Thank you. Thank you. We love you, Andrew Stevens. We love you, everyone that, that does it. Uh, shout out to our sponsors. Uh, Bet online, Simple safe. Check out the scholarship. But like we have done every episode, um, we're going to tell COVID to fuck off. So Lloyd, I think we have, we only have one thing left to say. Fuck you, COVID-19. We, we like, like the, the bangles.
0: bangles. Why, man?
1: Fuck you. We like the Bangles.